0: Welcome to the Squad Games Podcast. Squad Games Podcast. So I hear the Ren Fair is in town.
1: The Ren Fair is in town. And in fact, I just came from the yeah? Ren Fair. was
2: that? Did you
0: have a good I time? bought
1: some. Yes, I did. I bought something that I think every man should now own. And it's something that I've been wanting for quite some time. And no, it's not a battle axe. I already have one of those. Uh, it is a kilt. I'm very happy that I finally mm. bought an actual full-blown kilt instead of making my own. What's under your kilt?
3: I, I, can, I can imagine.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, got it from Tilted Kilt. They are not a sponsor. None of that. They make awesome stuff, though. Uh, looks great on me, my wife said, so I'm very happy. Uh, I Also, what I got here, my brand new glasses came in. So now I'm just sitting here. Talking you to you guys, to <laughs> yeah, I have a sunburn, so uh, I have a sunburn. <laughs> I'm wearing a kilt, and I have brand new glasses, feeling like a brand new man. Wow. Talking on the Squad Games podcast with the beautiful men, we have Giacomo, oh. we have Chris Baki, and we have Orion Wilfing with us today. What's up, fellas? <laughs>
4: <Bah>. <laughs>
1: uh, it seems he's been replaced by a goat. That's right. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't been replaced with, by a goat at this point? That's, that's the true that's the true question.
0: Uh, I'm a black sheep, sir.
1: <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> well, hopefully uh-huh. we don't Blood upset
3: blind. hopefully we don't upset you with your violent temperament.
1: Oh,
0: absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to get to those things today. Uh, but first, you know, let's let's talk about a few other things before that drops.
1: So, did you guys um See that the the Gallo Fall sold out on Games Workshop's website in like five minutes.
2: Yeah, I think everybody has uh, shown us that. Uh, I've seen posts left and right. They're like, what happened? Why is GW doing this? So there's a rumor of reason why.
1: Uh, The rumor, all rumors are false until Games Workshop says they're not rumors. Um, The rumor is, is that Games Workshop over the past few months has been printing nonstop 10th edition boxes because they're awfully terrified that this edition will sell out like 9th edition. If if anyone's unfamiliar, when uh, Indominus dropped, it sold out in a day. And that was every single box set that ever came out. And people were so upset that they... Uh, released them a month later and people could order it for two weeks and that's what they're doing this this year but they're also trying to make sure that every single person that wants one of these boxes can get it so because of that other products are taking are not getting printed as much as they possibly should be and that's the rumor of why gallo fall uh, got shortcut kind of makes sense yeah
0: i mean
2: that sounds reasonable i mean yeah. It's, Terminators it's, it's, are just facts about the commitment. So that's <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Sorry, lion players.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, get
0: in line. Terminators are first.
3: <laughs> Terminators and nids. Terminator kill yep. team one question mark.
0: Oh man, dude, you're, uh, you're busting my balls. That's what I wanted. And it was, and it wasn't this release. Instead we got something else, which, uh, which is maybe a little bit better.
3: Yeah. It was, uh, speaking of the, the sellout, it was, it was pretty funny that at the start of the day, I was talking to, uh, to the, my uh, LGS owner, we, we were running a tournament yesterday and he was talking about how he was surprised that the box sold out so quickly. And then later on in the day, he's like, yeah, I've actually started getting calls from just random people in the area, trying to find a store that will, will pre-order the box still. Um, so at this point, like everything is already spoken for, for, you know, LGS pre-orders too now. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: I was at a uh, LGS, uh, yesterday, uh, up in New York and they were talking about. They were trying to talk to the people, like, yeah. So we we're out of the boxes, but uh, maybe we could try to get you guys some French ones, maybe. There <laughs> was like, yeah, sign me up. I
3: want it. Wee <laughs> wee, uh, oui, oui, yeah. When
1: you yeah. play, dear uh, I'm lucky that I paint? have a. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you
3: have to you have to play the team in French using the French rules, who buy the French box. I'm pretty sure.
1: Wee oui, wee, oui, go go to Berber.
3: The cheese, Marie.
1: A baguette and the knife, butter. I don't know how to speak French, obviously. Oh well.
3: Wow. i yeah. really you the that. accent though. You. Je dois.
1: I have played I've sorry, uh, French folks. <laughs> I've played I've played d d before. Um <laughs> <laughs> Going back to our role playing comment. Um <laughs> Um no, I have a local game game store that knows that I'm I'm a kill team guy, and they were like, "Oh, if we get one, we already put your name down." I was like, "All right, cool." Radical. So I got lucky. On, I got lucky on that one.
3: <sighs> Helps to know people. That's for sure. It
1: does. It does. Um, so this past weekend, we didn't get to talk to you guys about it, but there was a lot of reveals that happened for Warhammer Fest. Um, not not the stuff that we're going to be talking about today, but like. A lot of stuff got revealed. What do you guys think about that?
3: Yeah, so I, I don't know if anyone was expecting yet another Space Marine kill team. That's no, pretty crazy. It's um, awesome, and, and especially in the Space Marine Heroes packaging. Look, I'm I'm a Firstborn purist, right? I will just mm-hmm. I won't go Primaris. Um, and one thing I love about this new team is it, it's actually going to let me use all my my Firstborn goons with all the crazy different layouts um, and have a good rule set that works for them. Um, so I'm actually really really excited for Justian to come out. Um, I have a lot of questions as far as exactly how the rules will be available and how that's going to work. Um, and no idea about how the balance is going to work for it too. Um, but I'm very, very excited. It's a fun addition to the game. And I think it's it's sort of that finishes that holy trinity of different space marine team archetypes.
2: Absolutely. So, I think in the Warcom article that they released for it, uh, the rules I think come per like booster box essentially. So everybody just has their own rules and the rules you get is the mo- come with the model so I think that's why it's like an easy to build
3: kill team because you essentially buy the rules in like was it fifths because there's five of them. I, I think there's there's seven in like seven total options. Now I've heard people speculating. Uh, that that would be a seven operative team, and I I don't know how much stock I put in that. Um, it agree. sort of harkens back to back when Nakman was being previewed, and there were ten legionaries, and there was some speculation, which I didn't agree with, that you could take ten legionaries in the team because oh yeah, everything in the box you're taking in the game. Um, you know, obviously there were six. Um, I would expect that that Strike Force Justine is probably six operatives, maybe five, um, if the captain is super super awesome.
1: That's what um, I'm thinking that'd be,
3: that'd be a cool. That'd be a cool thing to do. Or maybe the captain takes two slots. I don't know.
1: That's my exact thought, Chris. Is that the captain will probably take two slots because you're going to have a plasma fist hitting a plasma pistol hitting on twos and a power fist hitting on threes, probably yeah. with extended wound characteristics and, and with an invulnerable save because of his iron halo. I I for sure seeing that model taking up two slots.
2: Well, it's- would there be an option not to take him? Is there another leader option like in the packages? There's a I sergeant. I haven't quite looked at the model. Yeah, um, there's okay. a sergeant.
1: Yeah, instead of the uh which is which is cool because the grenader for this pack is an intercessor rather than an intercessor uh, assault intercessor and then the sergeant is the shooty version. Um so
3: That's that's neat, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff for that and that's one of the teams I'm most excited about not the most, but uh <laughs> Yeah, that, 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 that'll that come. I'm sure both of you already know. Before we move on, there are probably some new listeners. Um, and they you. while both of you have been on the podcast before, I would like to introduce both of you. Now, everyone that's listening does know me and Giacomo and the Squad Games Podcast. We are affiliated with the Frontline Gaming Network. And if you guys want to go to any, uh, any tournaments this year that Frontline Gaming is running or get any secondhand models, if you use our affiliate link, uh, we do get a kickback and that does help out us as a uh, content creators. We do get a small kickback from that. Now, Chris Baki and Orion have both won major tournaments. They're both amazing players and awesome dudes. Chris, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
3: Yeah. Uh, hi everyone. My name is Chris Bocke. Uh I've been playing Kill Team uh, the, this edition of it since it came out. Uh, I've you know competed in a number of events. I've toed for a few events. Um, and overall, I just have a passion for for this game and this community. Um, and I run the Bay Area Tournament Squad, which is a uh, North California area um, Kill Team community. And uh, if you're in the area, definitely hit us up.
2: And I'm uh, Orion Wilfong, mm-hmm. uh, one of the members of Plaza Spam. Uh, on the east coast also have done a lot in tournaments we uh one of the founders of kto uh just do a lot of kill team and kill team accessories you know just in it
1: <laughs> hell yeah yeah his brother troy he makes some oh. awesome shirts i'm not gonna yeah lie. shout out the to Leviathan, leviathan. leviathan um, apparel man that dude leviath. is lit. Yeah. leviathan right
2: yeah. leviath no
1: oh, sorry leviathan
2: yeah. leviath sorry <laughs>
3: Just,
1: yeah, you know, you know more than me. Trust me, he's yeah, your brother. He's,
3: I, I cherish all of my shirts uh, from both Kill Team Open One and Two. Uh, they they are my favorite shirts to wear while I'm playing Kill Team uh, because you know we have our, our team jerseys, but I got to have something with sleeves under them so I don't look like a degenerate. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, my my Kill Team Open ones are my default go tos for that.
1: Let me ask yep. you this, Chris. Uh, do you love it so much that you're wearing it right now? Because I am. I literally – I can take a picture of myself and send it to you. What a one-off. <laughs>
3: oh, all right. Yeah. You, you, you got me there. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my Atlantic City Open shirt right now. So uh,
1: oh, AC. you got me.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay
1: aco is a lot of fun are you going back this year that is another no, I, tournament on the east coast
3: i know i i love aco aco is what triggered my love for 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 playing competitive kill team uh back many many years ago and in fact my my first competitive kill team game ever was against orion wilfong oh
1: um, wow was, you're lucky a
3: little baby chris just, just going at it and having no clue what he was in for and boy did i get a whooping um <laughs> But uh, sadly, I won't be able to make it this year due to a lot of summer travel plans. Um, But I am bummed because I I do love it and I hope I can get back to it next year. Are you going, Orion? Um, I mean, I could. Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) The bigger problem for me is I would have to take off work. I want to go by all means, um, but I'd have to take off work and with it being potentially a golden ticket event because it's still questionable right now. I'd rather leave that space open if I were to play any like teammates or good friends. I'd rather let other people compete for it. Okay. Uh, rather than try to get uh, another golden ticket for no reason.
1: Is uh is um, Janice and um, I know Nick Craven is going uh, from Plasma Spam. And are correct, the yeah. are the Garrett brothers all going as well? I believe so.
2: I'm pretty sure the Garretts are out to conquer the ITC leaderboard. Uh so they're going, you know, headfirst into every event possible i think they're trying to dethrone spain possibly Mm -hmm. uh they're doing a good job so far but you hear that ace americans
1: are coming (laughs) for you and your team specifically Spanish.
2: yeah two children
1: (laughs) (laughs) two really good children i i lost america's future i lost to both of them at kto they're both very good
3: they're 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 both murder machines indeed uh great great guys Uh, both the garrets yeah
1: some people might ask, Dakota, did you let children beat up on you just to make them feel better? But no, I didn't. They beat me fair and square. They beat me handily. They were quite good. Oh
3: yeah, no, they're merciless. The uh, the if play. you even think about pulling a punch against Liam, the younger one, uh, you will get eviscerated. And he yes. plays it up too. He knows exactly how to manipulate people and uh, play play the the kid card. And uh, uh-huh. if you let that if you let that work on you, oh man, you are in for a world of hurt.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, they were they were awesome. They were awesome to play against. Yeah, so uh, that's very nice of you not to go and, and win, Ryan. I
2: mean, I'm not saying I would win. I'm sorry. I that think, made some very, very yeah, bolsterous. Save some for the other guys, Ryan. We <laughs> I, appreciate I, it. I, I apologize. No, you are correct. That is very bolsters of me to say. No,
1: I'm not saying that. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that. But, it, I'm but, it, saying but I'm it's saying, wrong, not you. No, I don't think he's
2: wrong. It's um, a, it's one of the things where there is a possibility where I could do well. I, I know I would do reasonably well but it's one of those things where if I played somebody I knew I wouldn't want to hurt their tournament run, but like, I also spent money to be there. Yeah. So it's, it's just play. not quite a reasonable thing for me to go to, especially since ACO tends to only be the tournaments and nothing else. Like there's no Ooh. vendors really. There's no, um, like any of the cool side projects or like, I think there's some painting in competition, but it's, I think it's generally one of the more limited events to go to of the yeah, FLG lineup.
1: Travis Chang and the Brooklyn Rats are running that event, right?
2: Yes. Correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. Travis Chang
3: is running it. He's an excellent guy, excellent TO. Um, he is. Not to, so, to, yeah. not to mention Nexon player. That guy.
2: Oh, uh, well, yeah. One,
3: one, of the, uh, one of the most savage individuals on the East Coast. Uh, truly, I look forward to every single time I get to play him. Really, really great guy.
2: Yeah. yeah he so, even, I mean, you're in even, good hands going to the tournament.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He even came out to uh, the All Valley Team Tournament, which. Uh, is coming up, and are the both of you uh, coming to that? That's in s- Southern California. Uh,
3: I, I definitely am, and not only am I going, uh, a lot of bats are coming. Uh, we're trying to field three squads. We're putting that together, it looks like, maybe just two, um, but mm-hmm. potentially nine uh, people from the team are going to be coming down. So, awesome. That's pretty big. Um, yeah, we are We are looking to uh, have all bats teams podium. That That's the plan.
1: There okay. we go. Now, Orion, are you, are you coming down? Because you might you might upset the Bat's plan with that.
2: I might be upsetting the Bat's plan, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'm coming down as well. Oh, Orion, oh I heard.
3: Boy. No, Orion, I heard there's a different event you're going to, actually, that's <laughs> the same weekend. So I, I think are yeah. actually going to be available. Uh. <laughs> now, in all
2: fairness, I won't have my team with me, because it seems like most of my teammates can't make it. But ah, I might have uh, a surprise fill-in uh, to help me out in the event. Awesome. Which will be very interesting. And if it works out, it's going to be very exciting. Watch it be someone from I'm
3: I'm scared already.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. Thank you
1: both for uh, at least attempting to come or coming to the AVTT. It is uh, mine and Giacomo's and Saya's biggest event. Uh, We have two really big events this year. It's the All-Valley Team Tournament and the West Coast Championships for Kill Team. So if anyone is looking to go to an awesome tournament, Uh, I would suggest one of those two, and you can find more stuff about that on lustersworkshop.com. But um, moving on from that, there was Ashes of Faith dropped. Oh, yeah. My guys. I never thought I'd leave the Vet Guard train because of all my action heroes, but... Now well, I don't now. have to.
3: <laughs> All right. So so I I come from most of my time playing 40k as a Word Bearers player, right? Word Bearers, Chaos Legion, lots of cultists, cultist horde. What uh-huh. did I liked because that was the closest kill team could give me. Um, that was going to be something similar. Um, but now with this new Chaos Cult, oh my god i had no idea this this was coming and i could not be more excited to have a a horde of shambling cultists and their their you know sinister cult leaders and uh oh my god that that team just seems so cool i cannot wait to get my hands on it
1: yeah i'm I'm excited to see how that mechanic is going to work too. how how the models will transform into the bigger ones or if it's only for narrative uh i'm quite i'm quite excited i think that they should be in the normal game but who knows right because they they initially teased as a narrative box into the very end of the twitch thing they're like if you want to play competitive you can play too (laughs)
3: oh yeah yeah. i I, i'm hoping you know fingers crossed that it's not like locked uh you know most of it to narrative and like it's like rare equipment or something and narrative stuff is all where all the cool rules are uh that would be a pretty big bummer that would Um, be a bummer
1: yeah i doubt that'll happen
3: Yeah, I I sort of doubt that too. Uh, My real question is what the team comp is going to look like. uh, Because if you look at all the models for Chaos Cult, right? I think there's 10 Chaos Cultists, there's five Dark Commune, and then the the box of the other, um, what what is it called? The Accursed Torments or something like that? uh, There's eight in that box. Now, if you add that up, I'm not a mathematician, but I hit 23. Um, yeah. Which means that I don't know if it's going to be like a Gellerpok situation where you take some of them and not others. I don't know if like when you're when you have your muster, you you pick you know some of the demons or pick more of the cultists or or, or how they may change during the game. I, I just I don't know. Um, well, and it, it says they
2: evolve, right? So they wouldn't
3: be. I don't think starting on the roster Pokemon team for sure. Wacky shit. Yeah. yeah. I. I mean we will see, I suppose.
1: Absolutely. Now, now could we, now me and Orion were talking earlier and we had an amazing hobby idea for this team. I just came up with another one. You know, you just put Ash Ketchum and all the, all the, the the other Pokemon trainers and then everyone else is just a Pokemon that evolves into their, their later form later on the line. Not as good as ours. Orion, did you want to, do you want to say drop this or do you want to keep the secret and drop it at a, one of these big events? (laughs)
2: I mean, yeah, I kind of feel like I want it. Well, I mean, we can we can talk a little bit about it. It's all right, fine. All right, all right. Because, uh, again, it was just quite the love child. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, look, looking at the models, uh, I was talking to Dakota, and I was like, oh, man, you know it would be really cool? Like, uh, I had this idea, and I'm like, I've been wanting to make a food-themed army for a while. Because, you know, I'm a chef. <laughs> I like messing with food. And I just wanted a really sinister, like, food army. So I had the idea that, uh, you know, I could have like a bunch of like random chefs running around as the cultists, and then the, you know, they start cooking their monstrosities, and they end up, you know, with the dark magic and the warpness of 40k, uh, they end up start becoming their dishes. So when they, you know, mutate into or whatever, all of a sudden you have these giant monstrosities of like a hamburger and then a bigger hamburger, uh, but then you added the very, um, Awesome idea from your experience with your vet guard, which yeah. I absolutely loved.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that is, uh, we add Chef Ramsay as the, as, as the main hero, along with the master chefs or other famous chefs that are the dark commune models that then uh, use their dark magics and their dark cooking powers to, to, to make them even bigger and stronger. Uh, and that was my my edition and then orion came back with the with the whammy and knocked it out of the park
2: oh, are you talking about the um the board itself the hell's kitchen bit yeah yeah because we were, we're talking about like, yeah because you have the hero series with like your vet card uh so because you have all the special heroes like you know from the action movies and whatnot and we're like, well, if we have the famous chefs, well, then we would just do Hell's Kitchen with Gordon Ramsay and like the Red Kitchen and Blue Kitchen, and all the chefs mm-hmm. are just messing up and getting turned in to food by Gordon Ramsay.
3: Yeah, uh, which that is just a very interesting idea that I would love to bash like, yeah. Wow, that I am already excited to see this. This is all the ingredients of just like a masterclass team.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> very excited about it. And I now, see I, what you did there. I. <laughs> Uh, I started. Uh, I started like making the sh- the chefs in a in a three D program uh, because I was so excited about it. Uh, very very excited. Um, if any of you guys have any cool or interesting ways that you might be able to, uh, uh, or ideas on how to change this team up from just dark cultists, make sure you uh, tag us on our Discord or something because love to hear more ideas. Um, <laughs> but now, moving on to the good side of this. Uh, it looks like we can take a bunch of different teams with this inquisition team um What do you guys think about that the The fact that it seems like they're just breaking the mold and they're bringing back what everyone loved about uh the first edition, or at least in theory the theory is is that you can either take a set people on the team or the other theory is that you can bring you know basically almost any any faction, any any model from from these particular factions, um, with to to flesh out your Inquisition team. What do you guys think? You guys excited?
3: Yeah, oh, I mean, I, if, I am super. Oh, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Yeah, I will. You you honestly have more about this than I do, as I'm not really like a human team player. So I mean, I just think it's very cool that you. It's gonna break the roster, I think, wide open. I'm not quite sure how that's fully going to function and i imagine we're going to see some very diverse like inquisition people
3: yeah it'll be interesting yeah i mean that's a great point right because with 20 roster slots i mean yeah i don't know if people are just going to be spending days doing list building and this sort of like the return to list building you know i don't know how it's going to work exactly with you know when you're taking vet guard you know troopers in there or like breachers like like can you take all the specialists is there some like mix you have to do um but it's going to be really really cool seeing some of these traditional you know power combos of, of from some of these specialist teams but thrown in the mix of a, of a hodgepodge of random you know inquisitorial henchmen um i love that archetype of team it's just really fun um it's it's you know to me it's really like the full expression of what star strider sort of were um and i'm really happy that people who really love that you know inquisition hodgepodge hero type uh, will have a team to play with with unbelievably large amounts of options.
1: Yeah. And Giacomo, um, I know that you're an armor man and you love playing armor teams. Now, what do you think are you, and I also know that you're playing breachers. Are you going to also try to collect this team and paint this team?
0: So I I have my thoughts about it. I like those sculpts for their uniqueness. And I think that's pretty cool, but I don't see myself playing inquisition though. What does excite me is the choices like mentioned earlier. That's pretty much how I feel about the team. I'll let other people play it, but I might collect them and paint them just like I want to do with Star Striders, even if I might never put them on table.
1: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough.
4: (laughs) I mean, that's
3: just pretty
2: cool, right?
3: Like... My my personal goal is to try to run the team, but not actually buy any of it. Um, but by, by just scrounging up appropriate proxies and equivalents, just from my you know decades of <laughs> collecting forty k stuff and uh, digging a lot of you know old cool metal models from twenty years ago, and you know throwing them back on the battlefield. I'm excited to give them another shot. Yeah,
1: I love that. That's a great. That's a great way to get around this uh, the the shortage of these boxes.
3: <laughs> oh, that that too.
1: Going back to that chef team though, I was looking up for like a Chef Ramsey model and I it looks like a Cool Mini, cool, cool mini or not makes like a Chef Ramsey, like uh dude for zombie for zombicide where he's holding like a frying pan and I was like, yep. "Oh, I need to find that model. I need to find him. Uh it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm I'm the future of Kill Team is very bright as somebody has once told me and I am uh, I'm quite ex- quite excited.
3: No doubt. Well, because let's see. So so at, at Warhammer Fest, they, they teased Strikeforce Justian, right? They, they teased mm-hmm. the Ashes of Faith box. Anything else that, yeah, they, that they showed actually, off? I was I wasn't there, so.
1: Actually, you know, they, they did show off a trailer for season three. Um, and then they left a bunch of uh, tiny little details for it that I think the majority of the people on the internet have sussed out. If not, I am 100% confident that I am correct on the next kill team teams in the box. Not, not the terrain, but the teams.
3: <laughs> it. What's your shot? What's your shot?
1: So, uh, In the article, they also said a bunch of stuff about aspects and then in the picture, if you freeze it in the video at four seconds, you can see a striking scorpion. It looks like crawling through the water, or swimming, wading through the water. Uh, and Aspect warriors, if you guys aren't familiar with, with lore is um, they, not only in that paragraph do they specific, specifically say Aspect Warriors, and they also say Path, but the Eldar choose a Path when they go to war, and then that leads them to sometimes be a, an Aspect Warrior on their craft world. And uh, I think Striking Scorpions are well overdue for uh, a plastic release because they're still in Resin. Uh, And it looks like that could be on the horizon. The second paragraph specifically says scouting and has a lot of scouting words in it, which makes me think that new Primaris scouts are going to be coming through. Um, And they've already kind of, you've already seen a couple of those scout type models in the Black Templar box, which also in 10th edition just showed the incinerators from the Black Templar box. So, you know, maybe we'll see.
3: It, it always made me scratch my head why the Black Templar uh, box wasn't made into a kill team itself. It seemed like it would have yes. been perfect for it. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really, you know, surprised they didn't go for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would certainly love to get my hands on some plastic striking scorpions because uh, that's the only aspect I don't have. Um, yeah. So I would I would certainly love to love to have them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and uh, I also the have only,
1: my only hesitation think, is that. Aspect warriors would be brand new, and then if they redid the scouts, the scouts would either have to be brand new, like in in that the what is that armor called, the Phobos armor, or they would do an upgrade sprue. But every season three or every season has started off with um, people like two brand new teams. So at the end of that first paragraph, they did have like kill team like specifically said like kill team it was just like a a weird way to say it and in my last podcast i'll say it again here i it kind of seemed as if like a death watch team might be coming because you know why wouldn't you just why they already have a kill team for death watch so it could be another thing out there
3: you're not insinuating the final arrival of death watch scouts are you possibly i think so oh, that's, that, that, uh, that's crazy I, I i don't i wouldn't put any stock in that
1: <laughs> i'm in crisis side with this one it, it's not a thing yeah. it's not yeah. a thing i'm going too they, far down the rabbit hole De- no death watch, watch don't are like scouts. super
3: covert yeah death death watch uh. are like super covert alien hunters that like stalk their prey and use like uh, covert surveillance tactics and reconnaissance um it just would make no sense for them to have scouts
1: that's true, but they would, <laughs> they they would do great into a box into Xenos. I'm just saying, like, what if it's not Scouts? I mean, what if I'm just wrong? I don't know. I guess what we're gonna have to wait and find out. That's
3: what, what if we it's love just about Death
1: Watch, like, and they just it could uh, be it could be just Death Watch, like,
3: I mean, no, they're, and they they're, just not gonna, they're not going to release break. another space marine team. There's, there's, I mean, we, we've already <laughs> got too many of them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I well, mean, this not is space marines. They're they're all basically
3: yeah. They're they're
2: all outcasts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's watch doesn't count. Yeah,
2: they don't they
3: don't count. I mean my my big question is where are those dinosaurs, right? I'm ready for my exodites. And that's, yeah, that's what I'm
1: that rumor has been floating around the internet quite heavily as yeah. a bunch of exodites. So
3: So I wouldn't I wouldn't count the Exodites out either. Um you know I could be Games Workshop has been known to pull some misdirection. Now
1: I am gonna be kind of upset. If, if the striking scorpions come out and they have a damn bird with them because every Eldar team has had a fricking bird. Now I could see like the exodites coming out and them getting like, um, getting like a, a little dragon, like flying, like a little baby pseudo dragon. That would be dope. But mm-hmm. like, that's the only time I'm going to accept another you, bird. You know, you name, know, probably.
3: a striking scorpion squad would, would have to have a pet scorpion, right? That's what I was going to gonna say. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> A really nasty and it
3: would scutter scutter around to be like the the breacher cat it'd probably have some cyber augmentations on it and you know mark people on conceal the whole nine yards i'd be so down i'm not
1: gonna lie when that team <laughs> comes out i might be swapping from all here uh human teams to just going back to my
2: my evil xeno self what if it was just like a walking torment grenade just
3: every turn it just nips <laughs> somebody's ankle and they just slowly die <laughs> and they just <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. It, it, it that sort of reminds me of uh, there was a lot of chatter about Hand of the Archon and that crazy grenade when they dropped, and it, it seems like definitely, definitely some of the newer teams have stolen their thunder.
1: Yeah, I think they have. Now, Hand of the Archon does have a great like alpha strike, much like a couple other teams in this edition, but um, they are uh, there's definitely some thunder that has been stolen for sure. Thunder Warriors, are we talking about Thunder Warriors coming back and kill team? No, get the fuck out of here.
3: No, that would <laughs> no. be no. There's Thunder, Thunder Warriors no Scouts. <laughs> There's some speculation on a on a Custodes bespoke team where it's where it's the uh, the the eyes of the emperor, I think they're called, where they go out and like they're you know, they're not in Custodes armor anymore and they're doing work. Custodes reconnaissance
1: scouts? scouts? Custodes that, scouts? Cool that would be cool.
3: Yeah, that would be a neat team, you know, where they're, n- they're not actually wearing the Custodes armor. Like, they're just in, like, cloaks and hoods and stuff, but they're still just super hmm. ripped and buff. Oh, I yeah. was thinking,
2: like, just straight up abs. That was the, that's, <laughs> that's not where I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. I would not be I any, or they must remember be a
3: TDS, uh yeah, <laughs> men theme, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would uh, just make the paint them all like superheroes, you know, and just, you know, leave it at that. That would be super cool. Yeah, and that would be really cool because Custodes are what still just Custodes in Kill Team. They don't have anything else that's like super and particularly awesome. And for me, they've never really made sense in like just Kill Team because usually it's just like a single one running around. But, you know, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah,
3: I'm an old school lore purist, so I'm I'm happy for Custodes to not be in the game, um, you know, at least in their in their current form. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not rushing for them to get a bespoke team.
1: Yeah, do you guys think that Tyranids are ever going to get a bespoke team? Because at this point, and everything that's dropped, I don't know if we're if we're going to get a. All right, nid.
3: here's 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 my here's my theory, right? So, Games Workshop's been off the KG about a Tyranid team, and we thought they were going to come in Gallo Fall. There's no way we're not going to get anything for the Leviathan box. There's just no way.
1: There's no way. Yeah, I can see that maybe they're going to well, drop a maybe they're going to drop a, another box uh, There's one, like, also the so
3: annual coming out where I, I don't think we know it's exactly only in that
1: yeah the annual well what they've specifically said is that all the Galadark teams are going to be in that bo- in that book which is fantastic especially for tournament term, tournament organizers like ourselves um, the fact that we don't have to carry around four extra books we can just carry around one do you guys I'm hoping more stuff is in there. Do you guys think anything else is gonna be in there?
3: There's gotta be, right? Like there's I, gotta be Look, we got yeah. Gellerpox and Star Striders, right, last time as a surprise, right? True. Look, the designers for kill team know what we like, right? They and they you know, it's all in good time.
1: So you're saying that the last action here what is that team that you want, Jacobo? The the something I want last
0: uh, I want Colonel uh, Schaefer's Schaefer's last, last answers? Yeah, yeah, Schaefer's
1: last answers. You think so? So, what you're saying is that Schaefer's Last Chances are coming out. I'm, I'm that w- I'd be down. I'd be down.
3: <laughs> I would be down too. Um, I, I, that'd be really fun to see
1: <laughs> that or like Gaunt, Gaunt's team, more hero Gaunt's teams Ghosts. coming out. Please, Games Workshop, Gaunt's Ghost. Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's not like it's not like I mean, they don't listen to this podcast, but it would sure would be fun,
3: you know. <laughs> I mean, well, maybe they
2: do. I mean, uh, get I, out I have it. a speculation on it. All right. Uh, so, you know, we, you mentioned we got Gellerpox and Rogue Trader mm-hmm. uh, in the book with all the other teams that we already had. So, But those are from last edition. And they were like, well, everyone's like, where are those? I know two more teams that yep. could easily be in there that are missing from last edition. Mm-hmm. And that would be the Servants of the Abyss. That uh, would be really cool. the, the heroes or the Blackstone Fortresses expedition people uh, from that oh, box. That would oh. be so Whoa. cool. <laughs> it would.
1: It would. Uh that would be an excellent comeback. I mean, they already have the molds and they're not selling them, right? So it would only make sense. It's a really easy plug plug and play. That'd uh, be a
0: mixed race team. That would be team, really right? cool. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it would. Would it, yeah, would it yeah, be there's, our there's first mixed crute, race team? Recruit Eldar and Robot, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And dog. We're gonna have our first and dog.
3: Yeah. And and, uh, and Ratlings.
1: And Ratlings. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know my... Oh, I, I'll i have to save that one. Um, I'm going to write it down. So <laughs> don't ruin it. Um, it's, it's for Damn, the vote You, team just, blew, you just
0: blew my mind, man. I was just
2: thinking.
1: Yeah. Um, do you guys think that they're going to redo any compendium? I'm really hoping... I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm really hoping that a couple compendium teams get something.
3: Yeah, there's only a few outstanding ones. You know, obviously, the Tierna that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, then... Death Guard, Grey Knights, um, which I've been wanting uh, a team based off the uh, the Chaos Gate Demon Hunters game. Um, okay. I've wanted so badly to see a Grey Knight and Death Guard teams based off that game. Oh, I mean, all the so materials cool. there. Um, yeah. And th- those two are sort of the notable, uh, out, outstanding ones to me. And, and of course, Tyranids. Uh, yeah. Return of the Lictor, perhaps?
1: Well, well I was... Ho- I, yeah. Go ahead, Orion, go ahead.
2: You're... you're- talking about the tier nids what if because we're also talking about them selling 10th mm-hmm. and selling you know tons of tier nids right what mm-hmm. if they just threw some kill team rules in there with the leviathan box no that, be sick. There's no, no
1: i i don't know no. no.
2: you, you need for a kill team in there
1: i think it That's could push true. kill team a little bit more it could
2: it could it could be really cool so it could easily it, be led by the prime uh you have the shooting gaunts you have the mid-ranger whatever they are the little i don't know uh, bugs with them the little the little uh, psychic bugs
1: that can't see without their little leader
2: you have those but i'm talking about the uh, mid-range like shooter kind of bugs they're like uh, the turrets but a little bit bigger yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and those then you have like really the cool. leapers as like maybe two melee specialists so you, you got a decent sized army there similar to Geller box
1: that's pretty cool not gonna lie that would be super cool and they have rippers too right you could put a couple of rippers in there counting as uh similar to a Gellerpox Pox type team. Oh.
3: That could be cool. Yeah, I've definitely wanted to see swarms and kill teams since kill team 18. Uh, the lack of ripper swarms and scarab swarms. Uh, is just a, just or Nurglings for that instance. Uh, is it, oh, you know, chaos demons too. That's a team that we haven't oh, seen like true. a, like a full form uh, chaos demon team. I would love to see um, my ideal demon team is, is it's like four options, but they're all mono God. Um, so it's like oh, that technically would be the cool. same like rule set, but you can't mix and match, you know, d- no demonettes and bloodletters together. Um, you know, legionaries are already dipping their toes into that pretty far. But when it's actual demons, you know, I, 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 I like right. them to be monogod.
1: My 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 thought was instead of getting goats, it would have been really cool to get like dark mechanicum in this box. Oh, that would have been so cool. I'm also really, it, like a dark mechanicum demon type thing because Vastro was out and all that kind of stuff.
3: And well, there's your Negavolt don't... Cultist from Blackstone Fortress. That's true. Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. Yeah, Demons would be a really cool team. I'd definitely be cool with Demons. Uh, I, d- I think all the other teams have pretty much been kind of accounted for other than actual Craft World, right? Yep. Um, which, please get rid of Guardians. They are not a kill team. They are not.
3: <laughs> so, so, so not an Ulthway fan, I see.
1: I love Ulthway. Eldred is my boy. I literally, I have brought that man to so many tournaments. He is my so, man. So then just headcanning them as black
3: guardians. And you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it, would, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me either. I mean, you know, the guardian defenders are there, you know, sort of in an emergency. Right. And so if you're going exactly. on special operations, right, you're not bringing the farmers. Like, yeah, your farmers no, and no. poets are going to stay at home and keep doing farming and poetry.
1: Yeah. It would be cool if like, if we, if we theorized about an actual craft world team, I would love to see like a mixed kill team with with just like one or two different operatives, maybe like a couple different ones from like outside of just a striking scorpion one because that's the obvious contender. But like you could bring like a warlock, a couple rangers, maybe a couple aspect warriors, and they just make up like a specific team. Um, that would be cool.
3: See, my 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 one issue with that is from a lore perspective. Uh, the the Eldar are pretty single minded, and and if there was a team that was very aspect warrior heavy, it wouldn't make sense to me to be like just mixing and matching like that. Like it, you know, like really it would be, you know, a bunch of whatever, you know, aspect be it striking scorpions or, you know, warp spiders theoretically, um, which is the most obvious choice for a kill team ever. (coughs) That's basically what they already are. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it it wouldn't make sense to me to see like a hodgepodge, but you know,
1: who knows? Yeah. Warp spiders are another intriguing choice. There was a lot of talk at the beginning of this edition that the two the two specific aspects when the Eldar were getting re- released that were 100% coming out with brand new models cuz people apparently have seen them was warp spiders who were made in the 19 like 1990 these models were released they are awful i have 10 of them they're
3: awful and they all each right now, a, now hold apparently. on now thems fighting words now hold on <laughs> okay, I'm listening. You don't, you don't, you don't like the old Warfighter sculpts?
1: No, <laughs> I did back in the day. They just they've shown their age so much. Like a the fine that-
3: wine, brother. Like a fine <laughs> wine. All right, appreciate the the wisdom of age.
1: Okay, I I I, <laughs> I appreciate them, but I'd rather a warlock. And the world old warlocks were bad too, but also the 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 the, the swooping hawks. You know, have do you oh, own yeah. any swooping hawks? Do you own them?
3: I own ten of them. And, and all how the hard is it
1: ones. to keep the wings on?
3: Oh, super hard. They, they um, <laughs> I, had to, I had to pin them, um, and in my carrying foam for them, they're like they've got these special sections to like keep the wings on, and also to keep them attached to their base. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, they they needed a lot of work to stay to uh, to stay straight. Yeah, definitely a, a swooping hawk would be an amazingly cool team too. They
1: would be now. The other crazy thing about the Swooping Hawks and stuff is like, if they ever got a brand new model, sorry to deviate for all you kill team fans out there. If we ever got anything like Scourges, I would hope they'd be a little bit smaller than the scorges from the Dark Eldar because they literally take up the same amount of space as a Viper in Foam. So I decided to go to magnetizing them, taking them to events because they just take up that much space in Foam. It's insane.
3: That, that makes sense. Well, that reminds me, uh, sort of on the on the Pokemon topic and wanting for new teams, uh, one team that I, you know, and also speaking of really old miniatures, um, some really old sculpts and stuff that's only went, wasn't fine cast was the Dark Eldar Beasts, right, with the oh, Beastmaster yeah. and all the Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Now, how cool of a team would it be to have the Beastmaster, a few, like, full-on Dark Eldar? and then a bunch of the different creatures, right? And, and that's sort of what I was hoping we would see. Um, we did get the Sky Splinter Assassin for uh, for the uh, you know uh, Dark Eldar team we did get, um, which is like a sprinkle of it, but I was hoping for a full kill team full of the monsters. That would have been so fun.
1: That would be amazing because you have the Hand of the Archon dudes too, but yep. I think a Mandrake team, a full Mandrake team, because they're old as crap too. I think that team would be awesome as well.
3: well I still have the old metal Mandrakes from mm-hmm. way in the day, that the BDSM leather ones. Yep. Um, oh, those yeah, the, ones. Mandrakes have never those really ones. been my... Uh, oh, those ones are, are so cool. <laughs> um, I Yeah, and all my witches are the old metal ones too. Yeah, Mandrake team could be really cool. I don't, I don't really know what you'd do with it, but... They'd be like striking scorpions, but
1: dark.
2: <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> <laughs> I I I know nothing of Eldar whatsoever uh-huh. uh, okay. besides the little things I've seen in last skill team edition. Uh-huh. I know Mandrakes had like one weapon layout, right?
1: Yeah, they had warp fire that they can shoot. It's a it's like a it's like a blast that they just shoot out of their hands because yep. they have like magic from the darkness from the dark realm of darkness.
2: Uh, and, then and they have the Striking Scorpions at
1: least have some
2: different weapons, right?
1: They have well Probably they're the here. Exarch yeah, the the Exarch only? has like, has strike has has um little different guns. I'm sure they could, if a kill team came out with them, they could probably give them a couple of them, different pistols. But typically in the old models, they've only had Shuriken pistols and chain swords and Manda blasters. Now the the, the leaders have had um, uh, the Scorpion Claw that came completely kitted out with a gun inside of it. And then the other one was a biting blade, which is my f- personal favorite look to them, which is basically a two-handed, it's giant chain sort of death. Yeah. Yes, it's an Eldar mm-hmm. eviscerator that has the blade the thinness of a of a like a couple molecules.
2: Uh, oh wow! I'm just yeah. googling everything you guys are telling me. These models are <laughs> ugly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Well, I, I guess I, I guess I'm alone in my appreciation for the classics and uh, the heritage from whence we all all come from. Hey, I um, have second I,
1: edition Aspect Warriors, third edition, and Finecast.
3: Yeah, I have probably three thousand points of Bealtan. Um, and the entire Ooh. army was all Aspect Warriors. Um, I would love to play them in Kill Team again because all I've been able to play is the uh, the Dire Avengers. And actually, I dabbled with the Compendium team uh, in the early days of Kill Team, and uh, you know, they sort of didn't just vibe, you know, how I wanted them mm-hmm. to. And then I was actually kind of bummed when they did that balance status slate and they uh, they added more bodies to the team. Because that's to me really broke from just a lore perspective, you know, how I think Eldar should work. And yeah. I, don't, I don't want to have an Eldar team where I'm drowning my opponent in bodies. It, it feels wrong. Uh, it feels it super wrong to me. Yeah, so you don't. It-
1: there, each person is super special to Eldar. So, like, if anyone doesn't know anything about the lore, like, after every battle, every fallen Eldar has a soul has a soul gem, and somebody will go around and collect those soul gems, and then take it back to their ship and put it into the Infinity Metrics, which is essentially an artificial heaven that the Elves make, and then they can go and talk to their ancient relatives in their own ships. And the reason why is that if an Eldar's ever dies and their their soul gem cracks they get go into the warp just like every other dead person they go into the warp and then slanesh eats them the difference is with the eldar the eldar uh retain their consciousness so it's a horrifying experience for the eldar unlike humans who don't care and don't retain um their consciousness and slanesh just eats them so that's why they
3: for sure, being tortured by Slaanesh for eternity is a is a very awful fate, um, and that that's where uh, the Corsair uh, Soulstone Recovery tech op comes from. Um, mm-hmm. Is that pragmatic nature of not wanting to leave behind on one of your raids? Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a fate worse than death. Uh, they don't always they don't spend the rest of uh, eternity necessarily in the Infinity Matrix. Um, sometimes they put them you know back in a spirit stone or mm-hmm. or sort of infuse them in the armor of exarch. So one of the really cool things about Aspect Warrior Exarchs. Is that their armor has the sort of combined knowledge of every exarch before them, and Correct. so they sort of can draw upon that ancient wisdom. Um, and it, it's had different effects in different iterations of 40k. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am, I too am an Eldar fanboy, um, yes. and uh, would, I would love to see more craftworld love.
1: Yeah, and don't forget the Wraith Guard, the Wraith Lords, and the Wraith Knights.
3: I'm at the Jedi Knight
1: right now. <laughs> Beautiful. A wraith team would be awesome. I'm not going to lie. That would be be, sick. yeah. There'd be an elite team, yeah, right? Maybe even four guys. Yeah, it'd probably be like four.
3: Yeah, i have uh, sort of soft, given up hope on on seeing a, a team like that, just because they seem to they seem to not want to do Terminator team, uh, regardless of how many angry emails and voicemails I leave. Uh, still no terminators. <laughs> so, not yet. Not yet. I'm, I'm carrying the torch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So let's move on to the the heart of our subject today, and that would be um the votan and yes. the eastman
0: where
1: do you want to start so uh, with the votes or yeah, the votes? where do you want to start well let's start with the uh let's start with the 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 votan
3: so um you know votan was something that people have been waiting a long time to to come in a kill team um and I'm super happy that they finally are you know they're, they're not my cup of tea um, but I am very, very pleased with how the uh, Salvager team was implemented. Um, I think they they sort of across the board uh, do exactly what I think they should be doing. Um, they have an amazingly varied and interesting toolbox. And I can't wait to play against them. Uh, you know, again, not my cup of tea, so I don't think I'm going to be running them. Um, but, but really excited to see them across the table and, you know, be annoyed by their uh, various dwarf BS.
0: Honestly, you hit it, the nail on the head. That's exactly why I want to play them is because of their varied, unique set. I've never seen a team where you can switch a weapon before and that just reading that rule alone already kind of sold me on them. And then I read more stuff about their barricade abilities, which is then also cool. Only downside is they move four inches. You know, it's not, not the fastest
3: team. They do move four inches and they unfortunately also have a reprint of, of the uh, balanced data slate rule, um, effectively that that uh, the steady advance rule that they have uh, makes them unable to have their movement characteristic modified, um, except they're already speed four, which means it basically already overlaps with what was in the data slate. Um, you know, it would have been interesting to see them maybe like ignore a barricade traversal or something like that. Um, so they're definitely going to be feeling that that low speed, and that that's going to be the biggest challenge the team has. Um, and it really requires a lot of planning ahead for the future, right? This is a team where if your approach to your play style is you like to just um, think on your feet and sort of adapt on the fly and then shift things around and have that mobility, this team is going to not be very friendly. Um, but if you really like planning ahead and getting all your ducks in a row and really you know, having that whole alignment of where everyone's going to be going, I think this team will work. Uh, one of the things that I don't think people are really considering that I think is is really interesting are two things. Is is a uh, one the the locator makes it so that your uh, your opponent can't use their re reco- or their pregame move abilities, right? Which which helps sort of close the gap because uh, you will presumably still get yours. Uh, one of the yes. other things is that you know in in a practical game of kill team, your ability to deploy in your drop zone tends to be a little restrictive um, because not everywhere in your drop zone is safe to deploy, um, and oftentimes there's spots where an enemy could easily get a vantage point shot on you and you know really really punish you for that so your ability to play that rampart ploy um to really beef up your drop zone lets you be more aggressive with your initial positioning and therefore will help you get up the field faster and i I think something not enough people are really looking at right now that i think will come into play um especially in your top tables
0: yeah that's that's something actually i didn't even consider until you brought it up right now so now as i consider playing the team that's something i'm probably trying to do and make sure my opponents don't know that do you think they're going to be taking more recon or security, just based on their speed alone?
3: Uh, the The speed makes recon really rough. Um, you know, recover item team is uh, is more than a more than a meme at this point, point. Um, and definitely you know, basically everyone running recon um, is running recover item. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a much harder sell here. Um, I think security is a really natural fit. Um, I, you know, things like hold them back or central control. Are, are, are I think, going to be feeling very natural to this team. And especially seize ground on open and seize access point on in the dark, I think are going to be almost auto includes here.
1: Yeah, because they have a three up save, which is just.
3: They do have a three up save. (laughs) And that's something that, you know, there's a lot of chatter about the team being really fragile. And while true on paper, they do only have seven wounds, uh, having that three up save is pretty nice and uh, they also have the the hardy ploy um, which helps keep them a little more survivable than they otherwise would be um, so they are going to drop you know they they are not they're not tanky in the traditional sense um, but they're also I wouldn't describe them as fragile right they do have a 3 up save and that that does help with a 10, well, ten huh? body team
1: yeah so we have 10 bodies which is pretty much the same as an orc team who is already kind of difficult to take out and they have a 5 up save right i mean yep. i don't i don't really see this team being um, super fragile, just because of the saves. I mean, we've all seen how many how many three up saves it takes to kill a a, uh, a space marine.
3: <laughs> yep, and sometimes they're gonna be, it's rough. Yeah, and they're going to be layering that in with their ability to. They have a lot of tools to uh, to you know have shots that get no cover, um, and they also uh, you know have one of their gunners that ignores obscuring altogether. Right, that really allows them to you know be kind of cheeky with their positioning. Um, it's, you know, which, which really helps. They also have the Cognitar, um, which allows them to do, um, you know, sort of, sort of basically the attack and defense orders that breachers have, um, basically the same ability, um, and their ability to, to place that basically defend token. Um, they got three up saves now and reroll fails, right. Uh, which is going to be, you know, again, that that's really going to help their survivability, um, against ranged. And then hopefully they'll, they'll have time to set themselves up and get some, get a gun line going, uh, before the melee starts.
1: Yeah. The one thing is I will say is that uh, intercession does have a like 96 wound profile for the entire team while this team pretty much only has 70, 71. So they do have notably less overall wounds, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're any less tanky because they do have more operatives and they have a lot bigger guns than intercession.
3: Yeah, for sure.
2: Yeah. I think they're going to be reasonable. I think the three up saves well. It doesn't look necessarily tanky. Uh, I think it'll help you trade enough to the point where you you can probably take out models who are shooting. Versus, because most models who are shooting in this game, unless they're marines, are gonna be weaker on the trade if you're firing back. And the amount of damage this team can do, I feel like compensates that. Where yeah, maybe they will go down, you know, relatively easy sometimes. But also, like, their their main mechanic right is like retaining hits. Uh, yeah, which is we're b- going down bonkers. Bonkers. Right.
1: It you kinda want them to die, uh some of them, not not like your dude with your, your magna rail rifle. Yeah,
3: or, and, and you're getting <laughs> you're getting free grudge tokens too. And that that's something that's just massively undervalued um is, is that grudge token mechanic. You know, a lot of people are, are looking at the team, they see four up on paper for the guns, and they're like, Oh, how lame, right? Um, but if you really think about it, your ability to retain hits as crits means that yeah, you won't have a total number of success die that are too many, but the die that are landing, you're just getting crit after crit after crit. And that not only works against, you know, teams with good armor saves, that also works on teams with invulns, right? That the bane of an invuln heavy team is those crits, right? Because because those yeah. just add up and the only way you're getting out of that is through sixes.
1: Yep. Absolutely. I mean, also like we would assume that this team was play tested against the Felgor. So they must be of relative, you know, hopefully, uh, strength or at least they're decent into each other. Cause I mean, when we look at, um, I mean, it might not be true, but when we look at the pathfinders versus novitiates, they both came out and they're both very good, you know? So, and both teams I've seen have about the same power level. So when you look at um, uh, that, what's that other team? Like when Kaserkin came out versus higher tech circle, higher yep. tech circle, they were both under undervalued or at least underperforming. So then, they both would receive. So, if everyone is saying, you know, the future is goats, um, this team also has to have some play, and I think that they are being undervalued or underlooked because. Yeah, I, they I think good.
3: <laughs> I think they're being critically undervalued right now, and you know, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's going to be the same situation like with the blooded Renaissance, um, but but teams that have a toolbox with this amount of variety in it um, and have that much, there's this volume of shooting that is, you know, in, in all honesty. Pretty consistent, uh, yeah. you know. You are going to see this this team really do things you weren't expecting. Um, they have some really fun f- uh, fun tricks and maneuvers they can pull. Um, my favorite one is worth it. Um, their ploy that <laughs> when an operative's in- incapacitated, it can do a free mission action. All right, this this is a game changer on something like loot, right? Because oh, if your opponent yeah. gets if your opponent gets initiative, you can set it up where you even if you lose initiative, you get to loot a point, right? Because you, you can stack the, the ball in your favor. Uh, that is incredibly incredibly useful. So. You know, there, there's these things that, you know, on paper, you may not, you know, think it's a huge deal, um, or using worth it to close a door and in the dark, right? Uh, on death, Ooh, that's right? That's one. neat. Yeah, there, there goes your uh, cool, cheeky setup you were doing there, Mister, Mister Chaos, uh, you know, chosen or something <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> what, what do you guys? What is you guys' favorite model from the squats? Uh, just in general.
2: Ooh, I know mine. It's either uh, you can I say know. either
1: model or
2: or data sheet, either one. Or both. Uh, Mine would be the punching guy. I don't quite remember his name, (laughs) but he's the The dozer, I think his name is. Yeah. Uh, The dozer? Just a fantastic model. Yeah. The fact that he can just kind of punch models around the board is just fantastic. He's He showed up to the game and he's playing pool, you know?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm uh, I'm quite taken with the Grenadier. Uh, actually, I, I think that the utility grenade, where you pick one of the effects, is just a really neat mechanic. Uh, I really I really like that. I like the grenades that that I like I love games with tools that aren't directly offensive, right? That just change how the how the engagement works. Um, I love the fact that it's a grenade that does not involve actually doing damage, um, but it slows them down or or you know curses their weapons to have hot or it just makes them you know scared or whatever else and makes mission actions hard. Um, so I, I'm just I'm a fan of the Grenadier. I like abilities and mechanics like that.
0: I like the lugger it, again. I'm thrown by the ability to switch weapons on the fly in a game.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is, that is really, really cool. You put them near your, you put them near your hearthkin gunner, right? And you can do a whole
2: bunch of stuff. <laughs> well, same uh, with the leader, right? The leader has like six shooting options.
1: Yeah. Yeah. C- can the luger also change melee items, weapons, or is it only ranged?
0: I wouldn't see why not. It's reequip a weapon. As long as they'd have the option to take it, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's how it works. I don't quite remember. Yeah, I mean... We are looking at just uh, pictures of, at least I'm looking at pictures of Kenyrola Crit's video because none of us have the actual <laughs> yeah. book as of yet. Yeah, um, shout out, shout
3: out to our YouTube heroes, which uh, go through and, and uh, read through the rules and and do those very w- wonderful screenshots. Um, uh, so you know, shout out mm-hmm. to those people making making it possible for us to survive in this weird time between uh, the rules being you know previewed and us not actually having the the book in hand
1: and possibly be not being order, able yeah. to get
3: the book. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. In general. Yeah. It looks like, it looks for, like you
0: just switched their weapon because it's just something that they're equipped with that they could be equipped with.
1: So my, it's really hard. I really like the look of the jump pack dude. I think he's, I think the jump pack dude looks awesome. Um, the gunner, the beam, the beam weapon just sounds like a lot of fun. I don't know how often it's actually going to work, but you know, with the, the field kin medic to me. The fact that you get to relive a model, like have a model come back to life, at least that's how I read it. um, It's pretty freaking cool.
3: (laughs) Yeah, definitely any team with a medic, um, uh, you know, I I always am uh, loving because, you know, it's a get out of jail free card. Um, and it's it's very, very, uh, you know, powerful to be able to not, not trade during a shooting engagement, but actually, you know, you, your opponent loses a piece and you lose nothing. Um, your, yeah. your agency there to set up a gunner, you know, flip him to engage near the end of the turning point when your opponent only has a plasma gunner left to retaliate. Um, then wham, medic, um, start a next turn. And if they kill your gunner again, you medic again, right? And that's basically <laughs> you, you die twice for nothing. Um, and yeah. you only suffer minus one APL a single time. Um, <laughs> I, it, I remember back. It's like back,
1: a Pelzor beast at that point
3: god i remember back at the in december 2021 <laughs> i remember figuring out that medic combo and I, I remember posting it on a discord saying like does it really work that way and everyone was trying to say no no if you already have minus one apl you can't do it again and stuff like that oh, and, you can oh you can um <laughs> yeah much and then uh novitiates could do it too and uh, i was briefly in kazerkin and could do the same medic cheese so yeah having a medic is just wonderful
1: Absolutely. There's a lot of great models on this team. There's a lot of cool stuff. Don't they have a way to make somebody like go 10th, like last, like you, this model, that model goes last.
3: Yeah. They, they have their, their comms has an omni-scramble ability, which is, which is actually really cool because uh, often comms, you know, it's just like a plus one APL battery where they're sitting there and maybe doing a mission action um, or maybe not. Right. And just, they can only really use one of their action points. Uh, but with this comms piece, there's actually a huge incentive to put this comms on conceal on a vantage point, um, so it can get LOS to an enemy, um, but then stay on conceal and do the omni-scramble move to it. Um, and that, that ability to have that in your back pocket is amazingly strong.
1: Yeah, yeah I
0: love omni-scrambler, so just another reason Now, to play I have him. a
1: question about a, a rules interaction. Um, you have this the the Hearthkin Dozer, right? And it says when he's a brawler and he fights in combat, if it, if it's incapacitated, you can strike with one of your remaining attack dice before it's removed from the kill zone. Yes, uh, sir. So let's say that you and the goat kill each other. Then with this model, just if he had an extra crit, he could just hit him one more time and then just kill the, uh, he could evict
3: hit. the goat from reality. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's cool. Uh, we're, I'm, we're sensing some counterplay. Um, so too can, uh, one of my best friends, uh, Timmy, the flenser, um, from, from okay. blooded, um, mm-hmm. also has the same thing strike on death and his ability body to get a lot of crits cause he's lethal five, um, means that uh, the Flenser too has the same kind of maneuver where uh, he can, he can make sure to get rid of that goat before he uh, leaves the kill zone. That's really cool. That's super cool. Is, it's a really is neat a way, interaction. Yeah.
0: Is there a way to combo this? Like I attack when I die and turning off the goats ability when, when they do their death thing, is there a thing that works that way?
3: Well, so, so uh, normally uh, a goat, um, would uh, not necessarily go away after they frenzy. And it's, it sort of depends on on the sequencing of events. Um, it's, much, it's a much stronger tool defensively than offensively. Um, but uh, so if you charge at a goat um, and have a combat with it and kill it, um, it, it frenzies instead, right? Instead of actually dying, and then you'd have to fight it in combat again in order to fully remove it from the kill zone. Um, so because of abilities like Brawler, you can potentially get around um, some timing that otherwise you would have had to deal with a frenzy.
0: Interesting, okay. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting so, interaction.
3: So, so um, you know, it's much less strong while the goat is active and, you know, we, we probably couldn't dodge the goat conversation for that long, but, but um, you know, imagining a goat that can fight twice um, is fighting in combat with a dozer. Now, if it activates, you know, it fights first and let's say it kills the dozer and normally it, could th- it would then, you know, if it died itself, it would frenzy and then have the last action point to fight again and kill maybe another model before it's fully gone from the kill zone. But because the Dozer is brawler, as the final, you know, up yours to the goat, he could crit the the now frenzied goat and get it gone from the kill zone before it can fight again. And that would be one of the situations where the ability like this is very, very nice.
2: Well, Um, also, if the goat
3: was killed. Yeah, yeah, never mind. You're right. pretty sure I got that right. Although, uh, definitely, there's been a a frenzy for everyone to kind of figure out how how the new rules work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing is like every time the game is broken because every team breaks the game in one way or another. Right. So, um, every team is like, oh, you know, I get to move and dash and then, you know, or I get to move, shoot and then dash, or I get a shoot on death. You know, all these different, every single team, the thing that makes them unique is that they break the game. Right. And this one is, is different. And we've never experienced something like this, that the goats mechanic before. Um, and I don't think it's bad. I think it's very fascinating. I think it's very cool. And I, th- I hope it was intentioned that, you know, it does make Seek and Destroy a little bit harder to, to, to score because it makes the game more interesting. You have to play the game differently when you play this specific team. Just like you have to play differently when you play into together, Pox. Like, <clears throat> at Kilt's yeah, Open... I mean-
3: the, uh, the, the first team in the game, the, the, the first kill team in the game, commandos, broke a core mechanic. They can charge and conceal, right? Um, exactly. You know, uh, it, it's, in, it's in kill teams' bones to have teams that, that work sort of this way. Um, void dancers, you know, break the shooting rules, right? They just they, they mm-hmm. play by their own rules. They fly everywhere. Um, you know, as far as how intentional some of worm these blade. specific interactions are, a Wormblade for sure, right? Uh, turning point yeah. one is their playground. Um, you know, as far as how, spe- you know, intentional some of the specifics interactions here are with the goat, you know, I, I can't say for sure. I'm not a mind reader, um, but definitely the the core, you know, regardless, the core principle of this frenzy system, you know, is de- obviously definitely intentional and it is really, really cool. Um, and I've been definitely just theory crafting and, and workshopping, um, you know, with my local group about, you know, how to play into this team, how to deal with it, you know, what things to work, what things we have to modify. Um, and I just think that's great.
1: Absolutely. Do you guys have any, do you guys think that the, the, the vote before we move folding onto the goats, is there any reason to take any of the Votan special tech ops or tech boys?
3: Uh, well, their, their, their suite of ploys are great. They have a, a wide variety of, of really, really nice tools there. Uh, their, their tech ops, you know, I'm, I'm always very concerned when there's a tech op that requires mission actions, And two of their tac ops, excavate and rig site, both require um, action points to to pull them off. You know that to me, you know, it gives me echoes of of the old uh, of the old Phobos, um, you know, mission action tac ops where they're planting the bombs and stuff that just seem really neat on paper. Um, I think in practice, you're going to see they either don't take any of them or they take subtle grudges. Um, I think subtle Mm -hmm. grudges is a is a pretty solid one. Um, and that's probably what you're going to see most of the time. Um, it reminds me a lot of with Void Dancers, right? They have the uh, the Mythic Play, which just rewards them for playing the game. I see subtle grudges here is very much the same pattern.
1: Okay, fair enough. Now let's move on to the goats, the hot topic of the internet. Now, what's fascinating is that I've really tried not to watch very many videos or go onto like big Discords or Facebook. Uh, cause I kind of wanted to for- formulate my own opinion about both of these teams before it mm-hmm. gets tainted by the warp. Um, you know, <clears throat> so what is your guys's initial reaction to this team's core mechanic? And do you think that they are insanely broken?
2: Well, um, I think Chris has stated, yeah, about his, the core mechanic. He thinks it's a fun challenge mm-hmm. and I, I, I agree as well. I mean, there's maybe one or two things that could be tweaked uh, with, like, tech op interaction and, like, tokens, like, blooded tokens and stuff. I think that's fair to say that those things should interact with the Frenzy. Uh, But beyond that, I mean, the team... uh, Let's see. a lot of people are calling to take it away. Like, oh, this team's so good without Frenzy. I'm like, well, where? You know, there's no shooting. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's entirely melee. And it's just... If you take the frenzy away, you're just looking at a bunch of guys with choppers and some some cool Mm -hmm. effects here and there. Yeah, but like ten or
3: yeah, yeah, it it has echoes of when people wanted Gellerpox to be adjusted by taking feel no pain off the hulks, right? Like (laughs) that that would sure you could do that, and then nobody plays Gellerpox anymore, right? Um, Exactly. You know these teams that are melee teams. You know this is a hard thing from a game design perspective. How do you make a team in a game where shooting is lethal? Right, and these these shooting engagements can often decide the game. Well, how do you design a team that just doesn't doesn't shoot right, um, and is also has very little armor? Right, not only are they not they don't have guns of their own, really. Uh, they also are wearing you know tissue paper for armor. So how do you make that work? And that that's genuinely you know it was probably something that you know the design team here spent a lot long, long time on, and you know really scratched their head. Um, I think this is a really really creative solution to that problem.
2: Yeah, I mean they die right, and it's not like you're not punished. For letting that model die, it can't do mission actions anymore. If you're on anything like loot or whatnot, you're kind of stuck there. They're hitting on fours in some cases, fives yep. uh, when they are frenzied. Uh, you don't you you don't have too many re rolls outside of one specific model or re rolling everything uh, for a CP. But that's not always you know the best choice. You could easily get the same result. So I mean, it, they're still very inconsistent uh, with this mechanic. Yeah, that's- and the mechanic is punishing to the goat player which I think a lot of people aren't saying they're like oh we just have a free extra model now like well kind of but i mean he died really easy in the first place cuz you know he just has a five up save
3: exactly yeah 100% you know when you shoot a felgor um from outside of 10 inches away from you um and you kill it 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 will not do anything to you, right? So when, when people are, you know, I've seen on the Discord some people saying, you know, oh, you have to kill 20 models to get rid of the Felgors. No, no, you don't. That's not how it works. There's not works. There's, there's 10 models, um, and sometimes after you kill them, they spend a little more time on the battlefield than you'd like before they eventually perish. But they're going away one way or another, right? Like, after you frenzy them, they will be taken off the board. It's only a question oh. of when.
2: I have serious gripes of that uh, argument, where you have to kill 20 models. I'm like, you have to kill what thirty models for Gellerpox in that sense?
3: Yeah, or, exactly.
2: Um, or not thirty, but you have to kill fifteen. But like, you're that's it's very rarely that anybody's getting tabled and all models get taken off the board in a lot of cases, right? So you're yeah. not killing. You don't have to kill twenty models because very rarely do all the models die. If you did, I mean, congrats. Um, so it's not that simple. Yeah. And um, then they don't have to be killed they will just die naturally or <laughs> Di- just natural from- causes.
3: Yeah. And, and once they're frenzied, <laughs> they are, they are injured for sure. They can't do mm-hmm. mission actions anymore. Um, they're slower unless you take war paint and they're less accurate. Right. I, I mean, all of these things add up, um, and just change how you approach the matchup. So if you're, if your melee is really, really bad, then you just have to kill them from far away. Right. And let time do the rest. If you have really good melee, um, if you've got like a Shrive Talon, um, sitting around, you know, he's he's looking at those goats like, "Come at me, bro." You know, he doesn't care. Um, So, you know, I I think there's a lot more to this than just you have to kill twenty goats. Um, I I think that's a yes. that's just not an accurate way of describing what this matchup's like. So, no, couldn't agree they more. They each
1: get they each get one extra activation, which to me is not necessarily broken. Now it is very Maybe, strong, right? So
3: so yeah. one of the interesting things about this is that this is a defensive mechanic. They can't use this offensively because if they die during their own activation, they'll go away anyway. So it's, it's interesting because when you actually look at this mechanic, it doesn't help them with an alpha strike. It doesn't help them with an alpha strike at all. And so, you know, that's, that's the, the big thing here is that this is, you know, an extremely defensive tool.
1: My, my, my favorite, my favorite counterplay into this is that like, they were, they, they reward themselves for how you have to play into them. Like as a player, you kind of want to play like super aggressive. So you can try and try and kill as many of them as you can. And then they get to like counter attack with whatever's left, or you could play it like super cagey and just try and score as many points as you can while killing each one as you can. And I think it's a super fun matchup. It's just like, it's just like Gellerpox. Like you have to play the game different to play them. It's really cool.
3: Yep. Yeah. If, if you, if you go at Geller Box, where you're just going to just slowly start degrading the hulks, right. You just spend your entire game focusing on the hulks. Um, you'll end the game with a bunch of dead hulks and uh, your your own models are all dead and a uh, Gellerbox player has a bunch of points and that's how it ends. Um, <laughs> yep. And so, you know, exactly. you just got to approach the matchup differently.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I was playing, I literally played a game today uh, before I started on this podcast uh, where I was playing against somebody who was uh, playing tier Nids, and they took three warriors and gene sealers and were on loot. And what he decided to do was he wouldn't charge me. He would just go, he very, very aggressive turn one and just stole all the points because uh, he didn't want to charge me at all. He didn't want to fight me. And what he did was he forced me to come to him and because he had the superior melee. I was like, well, what do I do at that point? Uh, I charge in and then Gene Steelers wreck my face because they have fantastic stats, uh, you know, and there was kind of the game he was playing where I lost two models because I had to charge him to take them off of my points and I died and I was like, well, there goes the
3: goat, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, and that's that exact thing, right? Like you can't frenzy is worthless offensively because if you die during that same combat, uh, the combat ends. Um, you know, you'd have to have plus one APL and the ability to do two fight actions in order to fight again to, to make frenzy worth it to, to do anything with it, and then you just go away because your activation ends while you're frenzied, right? And that's it. So yeah, the the gene the, the gene stealer only killed you once, and you're off the table.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Like they have reckless determination, which helps them turn one turn two and they have ambush that they can that they can do but if they play ambush you know they're going to play it so then you can play a different uh, strategic ploy to hopefully counter it you know um, yeah. Am- I, don't, I don't know if there's much really counter happening.
3: to ambush I think ambush is something you just yeah, you once always play ambushed, on turn two I, I, I think yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just yeah yeah um, but ambush is only happening realistically turn two maybe yeah, it's, turn it's three. the turn two ploy mm-hmm. yeah I mean yeah, exactly yeah um, and, and definitely, you know, I think really, really great players um, will play this team very well for and against. Um, I, I would echo um, some of the sentiment I've seen online that I would agree with, though, is that this will be a gatekeeping team. And, that, and, and by that, I mean, for players who are new to the game, who don't necessarily abstract their thinking enough to, to think of approaching different matchups differently. They'll see this team and they'll try to fight them and they'll be frantically trying to just get as many kills as they can and try to, like, quote, beat the frenzy system by just scoring more melee kills. Um, and if that's the approach you take, you're going to have a bad time. Um, and I do think like void dancers, this team is going to shut out, um, players who are a little less experienced without to navigate the, the matchup um, questions.
1: I could see that. I could also see, you know, the fact that these, uh, that intercession is the same thing, right? Like, but also like people can pilot intercession at a, you know, at a relatively lower skill level to to great success. And I don't know if that's the same with this team. I think that this team is going to be quite difficult to maneuver and play correctly.
2: I mean, I agree with that. Um, Said I've played a couple games with them now. And it's not, it's not autopilot where I can just send guys out and do the things. Uh, there's a lot of combos that need to be stacked in order for your, their abilities to be efficient.
4: Mm-hmm. You have
2: to be very yeah. mindful of your orders, especially turn one. Because you can do aggressive plays turn one, but only if a lot of these models are on engage, minus the Toxhorn. And, you know, it's, it's a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. Because uh, all the models really do have to synergize together. You have to use your leader on the correct models to get the dashes, but don't bunch up too much or expose yourself too much. Um, you know, you can dash out, but if you don't have heavy cover to dash out to, you're exposing yourself to, you know, vantage points. Uh, it's, it's a very challenging team, in my opinion.
3: Oh, no, I, I definitely agree that I think that the team is challenging to play well. Um, all, all I mean is that playing against them um, will, will throw a lot of players for a loop. Um,
4: yeah, I, I agree. It, yeah, it, I, I see like, a lot I don't of really initiative in this with... team
3: um, with the ability, you know, with everything having to stack together and there's not, you know, the, the, the team doesn't tell you how to play it, right? You really got to, uh, you know, unwrap um, every little piece and see how everything can plug together. And there's also not necessarily one right way Uh, to stack it all together. So yeah, very, very deep team.
1: Yeah. This team, it has so much tactical depth that if you guys are really looking for a challenging team that will be rewarding whenever you actually succeed, I would suggest to pick up Felgors because there is just so much different things you can do with different combinations. It's, it's, uh, it's phenomenal. Like their tactical depth is really cool.
4: Yep
3: hundred percent.
0: I got a question about frenzy.
3: (laughs) Please. I am, I am now uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I think I'm an expert in how it works. Um, So (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. these are just like two things that I think, I I think they work the way they should, but I just, since we have a bunch of TOs here, may as well get the answer now. Um, When you get your frenzy token, do you still retain your full health or do you stay at the last point you were before you died?
3: Well, in order to to take, in order to get a frenzy token, you have to be at zero wounds. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I hope that answers the question. Okay, so you stay at zero,
0: but you still activate afterwards. Okay.
3: And you're kind of... I mean, you might activate afterward, right? It depends on when you frenzy. Right, you might. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so if it's not during your own activation, um, you will guarantee another activation. If you are active and it happens, you're going away.
0: Cool. Yeah, because obviously it doesn't—it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. too much because you you will die at the end of your activation. But it's just something I was wondering about. And then, as far as not having the conceal order, if you somehow get shot on turn one and you had a conceal order when you frenzy, would you be forced to become engaged? Right, because even though you can't necessarily yep, normally switch. Okay, yep. just small life cues that don't really matter. But yep. I'm just curious how they're going to say it. Cool.
3: Oh, I think that I think that. That can potentially matter. That can potentially matter a lot, um, having to flip to engage um, potentially. So yeah, it denies your ability to do ambush next turn. It does not yeah, help it, anyone it more shoot more you. Than that too, yeah. Um, because uh, well, you yeah. can't kill a frenzied operative by shooting. But but yeah, it, it is neat.
2: But it does. It does help you shoot. So if you do get a turn one kill on a goat, right, and he goes frenzy and on engage. Uh, you know, if you have any sort of group activation or whatnot, or your opponent's not quite paying attention, like you can use that model for blast and splash.
3: Oh, because you, know, you can oh, still absolutely. shoot it. Yeah. And then the Yeah. You, you, you could oh, use it as a yeah. primary oh. target for another blast deck. Yeah, absolutely. And because mm-hmm. of some of the abilities that this team has, uh, there are some in- incentives they have to uh, stick together. Um, call the attack, right. Their ability to all dash, right. That's going to have them naturally want to be clumped mm-hmm. up. Um, and it just so happens that in order to use call the attack, you know, the range of it is equal to a blast. Uh, most blaster are two inches. Um, mm. and that has the same range. Um, you know, and there's counterplay on the goat side.
1: I think there's some really nasty combinations that you could do with that. Like if you have a model up on a vantage point, you kill somebody behind light cover, there's a bunch of models nearby, he has to flip to engage, and now all of a sudden your grenader or something like that now can see that model, shoot your grenade and hit all the models. Like it could be a detriment. To your team as well, so I, I didn't even think about that. That's a fascinating thought,
3: but you know, the and the great thing <laughs> is again, there, there's counterplay, right? So the uh, the shaman can activate mantle of darkness, and uh, you know, bam, now they have effectively domino field up. Um, and so all that work you mm-hmm. did to throw that guy on engage, thinking you were going to set up some cool combo, uh, the goats can counterplay um, if they have the activation between. Um, and you're not, you know, doing some breacher move where you're you're doing a group activate or something like that. So just so many interesting combos in here. It's, it's they're a really fascinating. team.
2: Well, if you're flipped on engage, the shaman can't protect you because you're
3: still in engage. But. Oh, I thought I thought uh, the shaman's ability you had perma regardless of your own order. I
0: thought because yeah, because uh, yeah.
3: I don't think it matters. Yeah, yeah,
0: I thought the same thing.
3: Yeah, it's it's domino I field. I thought if you're uh... it's it's domino field, not small.
1: Forgive us, internet. We are all looking at tiny mm-hmm. words that people posted on the internet.
2: Yeah,
3: I didn't think it was that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, no, no yeah, it, it is. I'm looking at it right now. It is that good. Um, it, this is Domino Field. Oh, this oh. is not just <laughs> if you have conceal, you definitely have conceal. This is you have conceal no matter what the little token says.
2: Domino Field from the oh, Well, spell. that definitely changes how I play this team.
1: That's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> the, also, Crucifix is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Curse Weapon from the same operative is, is quite good where you can...
3: Every uh, spell, first of all, I've wanted to see a, a Zangor Shaman for a while, um, so I'm really happy we have some form of a Shaman. Uh, all the spells are really, really neat, um, and this is, this is, again, something I really like to see is, is spells yeah. that aren't damage spells. In fact, I'm really happy that this uh, operative doesn't have any spell that's just a straight-up attack. Um, I really, really like that. I like my magic to be weird and funky, and every single spell that this guy has, uh, to some degree, is some <laughs> degree uh, weird and funky. Uh, probably the the bell of the ball here is curse weapon to give a weapon hot. Um, I think definitely you you don't want to put this on a plasma uh, to make it you know super hot. I think that's a little bit of a waste. I think you want to find whatever weapon your opponent has that has the uh, the most number of dice and throw it on that. Right. So if you're mm-hmm. fighting against legionaries, get it on that chain gun. Um, you know, it's going to be real hard for them to to bypass that entirely, even though they do have ceaseless. Um, so, or, I, the, I Soul or from, the
1: Soul Reaper cannon,
3: or the Soul cannon, exactly. If anyone's Scott, still playing Warp yeah. Coven, yeah. Um, uh, the uh, the uh, I mean,
0: that, Star that weapon.
3: Yeah, so many cool combos. Well, and then that sort yeah, of is with, uh, with
0: with Scorn their ways.
3: Yes, I was about to. Yeah, Scorn their ways, so cool.
0: Punish plasma Spam.
3: <laughs> yeah, literally um choose a big gun of your opponent and get points from killing it how fun is that i mean this entire team feels like someone this team feels like somebody played against pathfinders and got really angry and decided to write an entire team <laughs> just to hose pathfinders and i'm here for it
1: i am 1000 percent down for that you know any down yep. with the stinking blue-faced xenos they need to be purged, Inquisition coming out on me right there. Even if it's by chaos, you know? Yeah, another another minus one, please. Actually, <laughs> it's just minus two. Yep. While we're at it. Um
0: As much as I yeah, respect Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as much as um, I respect Tau players, you know, um, there's times where you're just kind of like we, we we don't we don't not dunk on them in the show, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So don't
3: don't <laughs> hate the Tau <laughs> player, hate the Tau game.
1: I don't see any Tao people coming out here making shows, you know. And if we did, we wouldn't listen to them.
3: Yeah, we'd let them talk to their boys. Anyways, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was that was a good one. That was Uh, that was bad. I know. uh, No, I like. uh, I like that's too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Felgor Mangler is probably one of my favorite models from their their team, is because. Uh, well, him between him and the big dude with the axe, uh, I love how tanky and how mean this model is. He has four attacks, hitting on fours, four six damage. Has relentless and has Tactual hunter, which gives them gives them ceaseless. Am I right? Uh, and he gets to if he hits with a crit, he automatically gets a crit again. Or it gets, yeah, it's uh,
3: it gets so it's it's everything the slanesh legionaries wanted um, from the, from their ploy that is almost good but not. Um, yeah. yeah the the tactual hunter rule is so so strong i don't know where they got the word tactual from um but o- otherwise yeah it's it's a really cool ability another uh just just you know maybe not so hidden gem of this team that i'd really appreciate is that there's uh, one felgor you know sort of marked to each different chaos god and i just i love seeing that oh, really? um it's, it's really neat seeing that included um oh, the herd goat right. is the slanesh one the yeah. toxhorn is the nurgle one um the flux Bray is the zinch one and then it's sort of your pick of the litter oh. for the corn one, um, with probably the the uh, you know maybe the Mangler um, being the uh, or the, the Vandal there or the Vandal with the, with the Giant um, Axe, yeah. yeah or both, yeah. Um, you know, clearly a lot of uh, appreciation for yeah, corn for this team, but but I love seeing yeah, the, the, the different gods. Say again.
2: So the Gorehorn is definitely the the corn one. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah. Good point hold on. I, I got to find this guy.
2: Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I he, love he, the he's fact he's the that he levels damage. up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right,
3: look at the, Oh, it's Gold cleaver.
0: There you go. Look yeah. at those, uh, mm-hmm. those breasts. Yeah. Yeah. The brass stuff.
3: Yeah. 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 And so I this is one of the twice. ones yeah, you we know, one don't was talking about the fight twice. Right. So, you know, this is one where, um, you set this up with whipping him to, to give him the plus one APL and then charges in and he's doing two fight actions. And, you know, hopefully Ooh. you have something where you strike on death or something to, to slow him down. Cause this is, this is one of the ways you can really leverage having a frenzy during your own activation. Um, and you're still able to get two fight actions out of it. And this is, you know, something where frenzy makes a huge difference during your own, your own uh, activation.
1: Yeah. And you could also have him start in close combat with something, kill it, then charge and kill it something again, as long as he got whipped earlier. So Yep. I've seen a lot of uh, ad mech players do that with their, with their. Strategic oh, the rust stalkers. Back- yep.
3: Yep. 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 Yeah. I hate yeah, that. And with uh, yeah. the, uh, they also have a, you know, a sort of a version of corn solidate ruthless rampage um, for some free charge actions as well. So they, they have, a, they have a toolkit um, through a variety of sources to be able to leverage operatives that have to fight actions and a, and a savvy player um, will try to leverage that and, you know, sort of, use the frenzy to get more mileage out of them. And the counterplay means you got to, got to have operatives with crits ready to go to, to, to stop these goats. Um, Yeah. Just really, really fascinating puzzle to deal with.
1: Yeah. And it's cool because this team is obviously you want to shoot them. There's not a lot of teams I find that I can think of that can really deal with them hand blow to blow in close combat. Not even maybe, maybe custodes, but they don't. I don't think they have the model, the the numbers for it. But
3: I think there's uh, two teams that can actually handle uh, the the gores in in combat, and one of them is custodians. Okay. The other one okay. is one coming out of left field. I don't think people uh, are pretty much stock in right now, and that's Arbides. Right. Uh, I think the Arbides shields and the glow sticks are actually a massive yeah. problem um, for the gores to be able to get up field properly, and uh, the fact that they have uh, the fight first in melee um, on those you know uh, you know double parry guys really, really blunts um, the threat of the Gores charging.
1: I like that. I like that. You could just lock them up and then you can arrest... No, you can't arrest them. They have 10 uh, Only the um.
3: Castigator can arrest. Yeah. You can arrest yeah. them. <laughs> the Castigator yeah. can. Yeah.
1: What? Speaking of which, I've seen a lot of people down on the uh, Adeptus Arbides recently and I think that this could bring them a little bit back into the meta, especially if we get heavy heavy player players playing a lot of the felgors uh bao is coming up next right i'm sure yep. we're going to see a couple felgors at that event i wonder if oh somebody's yeah gonna, i'm sure sh- i wonder if somebody's going to bet <laughs> on that and then bring our could be fun and exciting
3: you know i i really i really couldn't say if anyone's scheming uh on that front um
1: so it's what's your kinda, list? It's kind of like, like the very first <laughs> the very first uh, BAO, right? I don't know, LVO that I had, not the first LVO I attended, but when I attended LVO, everyone was saying that Pathfinders were the boogeyman. Everyone was going to bring Pathfinders. At least every YouTuber was saying that. And it turns out that at that time, I think VetGuard were a decent match into them. And it turned out that I think people figured that out and a lot of VetGuard players brought them. And there was not very many Pathfinder players and the, the Vet guard won the entire event, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. know that you played Vetguard, and then <laughs> Orion, you played Warp Coven, right? <clears throat> yep. And you both had to play Ace?
2: Yep. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then uh, Orion brought it back home for America. America. Well, not yeah, on that up. event. But. Later, later on, next year, the yeah. next year you didn't
3: you had a, the train, the, the, the American Revenge Train. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah the, I mean, the, he still uh, had his- the meme wars of 2022. Never forget.
1: Never hmm. forget. Hashtag.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So rounding back, though, but, go yes, sorry. go for it. I do feel like um, there's definitely some sauce with the uh, Exaction Squad there uh, into the Felgors. The fact that you're shooting into melees, um, kind of breaking that safety bubble for a lot of the Felgors. The Shield guys, you know, they're not. The Exaction Squad hasn't really been seeing a lot of play or a lot of like good places to be. But I think it's just going to be that team now that's just going to come out when people think the meta is just right to counter it. Yeah, you know, so they still have their hard matchups versus elites, but if elites aren't really seeing a lot of play compared to the, yeah, you know, the goat wave that everybody's anticipating. <laughs> Although, who knows? Because people can't get the darn goats. That's I true. mean, Yeah, you know, you
1: to Convert them or Zangor is a good sub.
2: Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. They, they're a sub. Are Zangor's good though? Is the question. So they're, I think the they got horns and they're is, in the
0: same book in uh, AOS. True.
2: Yeah, I know, but they're
1: ugly. I think. I think the problem with the Zangor (laughs) conversion process into these guys is that there is a ton of different types of models. And how would you differentiate the Mangler on a Zangor or the the goat, the herd goat? Because there's only so few Zangor models that actually exist. I just feel like you would either be a love a task of love that you'd have to really make it so that each model is concise. That's another thing is like, when you are converting, it's very important for you to make sure that your opponent knows unequivocally, unequivocally what your model is and what it is representing, right? You can't just come to a tournament and be like, well, I brought all, I brought all Zangors and this is, this is a, this is my Gnarl scar and be like, what the heck is a Gnarl scar? It's like, oh, it's mm-hmm. the dude with the the metal. And then you, you, you know what I mean? Like,
2: Yeah. It's, well, it's very I, difficult to show that. I know exactly what you mean because I have kit-bashed this entire team. Uh, have you out of nothing? It wasn't just Zangor's or anything. I completely made them out of multiple part kits. Um, and you yeah. know, everyone who's seen mine are they're, they're like, "Wow, yeah, you those are." I know what that is. You know, so it it is doable, but it definitely takes some imagination for this team. Like with the Wargong, you know, there is not too many models out there. They were just walking around giant like. Uh, trash can lids
1: uh-huh.
2: um you know the the whip guys there, there's some options like i use the Tyrannid arm um i think one of the uh, the zone <laughs> i think i used one of its arms as like the whip oh that's cool so like you you that yeah
3: is cool. it,
2: there's a lot you can do with the team um like i made a giant axe for the Gorehorn. uh the Toxhorn. i took like some of the biologist putrefiers like potion wrecks and gave them some of the potions as like you know pox bombs so you you can do it pretty clear and it, these things would work with the zangors as well because uh, they have a lot of i think they can have a lot of open hands if you need them to if you cut shields off or stuff like that
3: yeah i, d- I definitely but think yeah, Z- zangors that the kits are modular enough and there's there's the uh, exalted you know zangors the zangor i think zangors have a shaman um there, there's a, there's a bunch of cool stuff. Um, I, I think they're very kit bashable and do a really, really appropriate um, beastman team.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's, it's Jeff. It, the main point is if anyone's out there listening and you want to kit bash an army, just make sure that your opponent can tell what the model is. Cause sometimes you would feel really bad to email a local TO and be like, Hey, can I bring this team? And it's like, well, you can't really bring catafact Terminators because I don't know what's what, you know what I mean? So yep. yeah,
3: from yeah, TOS to, there's, to play. Yeah, definitely. And then, you know, TOS, a lot of the time, um, are going to lean toward wanting to make sure everyone can play, right? That's generally, you know, TOS want people to come to their events. And they're going to have a bias toward allowing, um, you know, your proxy teams, right, because they want to see and they generally, TOS usually think these proxy teams are really cool. Um, some of the problems actually turns into when you start setting down, you know, against your opponent and like they, your opponent's getting confused. And now we're in a little bit of a weird situation where yeah the to did formally approve the models but you you can creating you're creating a sort of a mental burden for your opponent that they have to carry Mm -hmm. um and so you know i I certainly you know uh ran a few proxies in my day right at at a Catachan vet guard Um, but i tried really really hard to make it just incredibly obvious what every model was um and just so that there could be no ambiguity even though i didn't use the official krieg bits um you know i tried to make it just super super obvious who everybody was
1: so, Orion, is there a place that anyone can go and look at these specific models so they can see what an excellent job you did at converting them?
3: Oh,
2: I haven't posted them yet. I know, like I said, I've showed you some of the pictures. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, when yeah, you right do now. eventually post them, when they're all finished,
2: um, Is there where, where would they be able to find them? Uh, I'd probably just put them on one of the discords, probably command point or something. Okay, cool. I don't know. I was I was planning on just not posting them at all because I was just going to show them, you know, in tournaments and whatnot, and if okay. people liked them, they'd like them. But I mean, if it's something people would be interested to see, I would definitely post it. Absolutely, you can always post them in the Squad Games Discord as well. I am, you know what? It's going to be sacrilege. I know. <laughs> uh, I am not in the Squad Games Discord. Oh, uh, you will be. After uh. the <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um
1: no, but uh, yeah,
0: manual's in that Discord, man.
3: <laughs> as as am I. I. I post all my all my all my trade secret top tier competitive tips. Um, so yeah, I only I only post yeah. them in squad games. Now, just in these, time for AVTT. Yes. Know? Now, do these <laughs> tips revolve exclusively around the uh, the nacho deployment type name? Yes. Um, but you know those, <laughs> those are still competitive tips. Naturally. Yeah.
1: Speaking of which. I think the last time we had all of us on the same call was during the Kill Team Open um co- podcast when we, we were talking about that. Um I've forgotten other than Chris Baki's uh, wrong assu- assumption that it's that it's you know nacho deployment.
2: Um
1: how what, what was yours, Orion?
2: Oh, um like, I, I typically defer to nacho, I think. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Pizza is the deployment uh, that I'll refer to as well. Okay. It's pizza all deployment. Right.
1: You know, um, if Doritos, shout out to Doritos, all those uh, head executives that listen to this podcast. Um, Tapatillo, the Tapatio Dorito is amazing. Have either one of you had that?
2: It's a top tier. I haven't had Doritos in a long time.
1: Well, if you do. Really? You know, yeah. Doritos could officially become the Dorito deploy- uh, deployment. If they <laughs> would just, if they would just sponsor this podcast. You know, if, Dorito- if
3: Doritos did sponsor this podcast, I would, I would allow it. That would be for the greater good.
1: You know, same thing with Domino's. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know, the Domino pizza deployment. I'm just saying.
2: Domino Pizza, that's clunky though. I mean, uh, the Dorito deployment, you got some alliteration there, right? You got some legs to stand yeah, we already, on. We you already have
3: market. Domino's already sponsors one of the teams in the game, so you don't also need a deployment. Do they? Yeah, yeah. boy dancers.
1: Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh. it was, was
2: He <laughs> <laughs> couldn't help himself.
1: I still don't get it, but that's okay. Um, Domino field (laughs) Oh (laughs) damn it That's so good It's so good Don't reward bad behavior Don't
3: encourage him, it's awful
1: (laughs) No, I like it What you balking about Oh (laughs) Oh man, I'm sure that's not the first time You've heard that one
2: Sadly not (laughs) Oh no Guys, don't feed feed the wildlife, please
0: (laughs) Oh.
1: It's, it's not like it's also not like the first time that orion's ever seen a meme of a train of himself running over space <laughs> amazing uh, the, the, yeah there's
2: a particular man who really likes that meme I
3: it was a little awkward because those memes started coming up when uh you know after the new mexico event ended we all went out to dinner together uh-huh And the memes started rolling in um, the, the very extreme, you know, country rivalry stuff. And it was just a little awkward at dinner where we're all trying to like, you know, smile and hug and talk about, you know, good times. And and we're just getting our phones are getting, being lit up by some very, very vulgar um, (laughs) memes.
2: Um, Well, I think the the worst part was Sheldon had preemptively uh, posted those. Yeah, he uh, did. He yeah. did before the game the match <laughs> yeah, in yeah. started posting <laughs> him. It was like no pressure, bro. <laughs> and <he's> like,
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: and then, and then like after I won, he's like, "Oh, thank god he won. I was about to eat so much shit." He's like, <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I high never, risk, right? high reward gameplay right there.
1: Yeah, now I interviewed you both. Uh, we, me and Giacomo interviewed you both about um, the uh, the narrative event last year. And Orion already has a golden ticket. Mr. Baki. you got to get one.
4: Oh,
1: I, I get,
3: yeah, you know, I do not have a golden ticket. Um, I've, you know, this year I've been just super focused so far on TOing events. Um, uh-huh. And so well, there's uh, only you
1: know, been two so, events so far, right? There's only been two.
3: Oh, oh uh, well, no, there was, there's, I guess, just KTO and Warhammer World, right? Are those, are those the only two so far? And no, no, Warhammer. Was, I'm so I'm so so sorry, Warhammer. Passed and lvo that's so i think and, and lvo yes um yeah. depticon right wasn't there
0: a depticon oh depticon yeah, yeah
3: so, depticon so there's going a few lvo yeah yeah just a couple so uh no i'm going to have to who i'm going to have to get on that
1: does anyone know who won a depticon did, wait did, didn't
3: leander yeah leander
1: yeah yeah it was leander yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah, uh, yeah the yeah. garrets the
3: boys the boys coming <laughs> yeah, from spain the, uh, the, the menace yeah yeah, I, I definitely right. love to make it to Atlanta, uh, for sure. Um, but definitely the you know the kill team playing field this has just gotten a lot more competitive and you know I'm gonna have to find my way to an event with a golden ticket and and uh, do really well too. So we'll we'll see.
1: I believe I believe you can. You're you're definitely good enough, and I would love if, to if, to watch a stream of the rematch. You know? I got um, to see I, you both play at LVO. I'm and, definitely um, looking forward
3: to my next game against Orion. Uh, our game, Orion at LVO was <laughs> fantastic and in hindsight <laughs> i'm so sad it wasn't streamed um because that was one of the best games of kill team i felt that i, I, I ever played um and you definitely that pulled a lot funny. of you pulled a lot of moves on me too that you know just were you know you surprised me a lot um at the time i didn't like it um but it was a fantastic <laughs> game um, and, and I, I look back yeah, on no. the game a lot and just smile
2: yeah so during during the end of that game uh chris was not happy at all uh cuz he realized um all right cuz he was pretty sure he was going to lose and then when we tied like just a wave of happiness was like oh my god this was the best scenario <laughs> this was great and i was like okay yeah you were like very sad a second ago so i got to take a minute to adjust to this <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was really fun TOing because like <laughs> when the rules questions came up around your guys tables you guys would answer them for me and I was like right. <laughs> yeah. it was really fun I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, <laughs> seeing the two of you play and hopefully if you guys play the next event um, AVTT will be streamed along with uh, a bunch all of my tournaments and for Ryan if you are coming back to LVO mm-hmm. obviously um,
2: you are well, I'll, I'll make you a promise so, on Baki's behalf Okay. If, if we end up playing at one of your oh, events okay. again, we'll, we'll go on the stream table.
3: Awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll, cos- I'll co-sign. Um, yeah, I, I think I, you know, definitely during LVO, I had the jitters because it was only game three, you know, and, uh, you know, of, of that many games, you know, that early into it. I just wasn't I wasn't feeling the stream yet. But no, I'll, I'll commit um, when, when I'm at AVTT or, or any other event with Orion, I'll make sure we go on together.
1: Cool. Sounds good. There, there might be some opportunities after AVTT that I might try to pull some people for like a, a celebrity match. If uh, if you guys don't end up playing, you know, maybe maybe there might be something uh, something happening on Sunday. You know, I guess the the listeners will have to turn it, tune into our stream to find out. But we I'm might serious. just be so tired that we might just go eat instead.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> Which it's, it's, will be it's just pretty... as good. It's pretty exhausting, and definitely, uh, you know, we may not have a whole lot of agency around, and if we actually get to play each other during the event, um, because no doubt our teams will clash, um, but we only have so much control over who plays who. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, fun. I mean, well, we'll I'd, I'd be down for a celebrity match or a really, really late uh, kill team game like we did the last time at um, at Nova, where just all the rules. Oh my! Oh, I remember
3: there. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was. So what I happened was,
1: in
2: this matchup? With
3: Oh, I barely even remember it, but I, I remember so, just, I was, oh, go ahead.
2: Yeah, so he, he technically cheated, but he technically didn't, fortunately, for the team he took. Okay. Um, where I was playing Warp Coven, he was playing Blooded, and this was like at 12 o'clock at night after, like, trying to get everything set up. And, you know, uh, Chris was forced to TO this event, essentially, which he did happily. Uh, but he really wanted to get a game and in, so we were playing late night. yeah it. We were playing late at night, and um, we we just set up, and I bun- throw a bunch of goats under, not the new goats, I guess the Zangors. I throw a bunch of Zangors under a building, and one was sticking out just a little bit, just a tiny bit. And uh, he makes this move where he charges into that uh, Zangor and doesn't do anything to it with one of his blooded guys. And then proceeds to throw the bomb into that combat. And we're, I'm not thinking anything of it. He just threw it. He didn't spend any CP or anything. He just shot into the melee combat. I was like, cool. And I just didn't even let him roll. I just took all of the Zangors <laughs> off the table. And <laughs> I'm like, cool, man. Uh, all right, so uh, next activation. And he's like, you want to roll for him? I'm like, nope, I don't. And um, But then I'm sitting here like, Chris, you couldn't. How, how did you shoot into combat, buddy? And like... You know, I didn't know blooded too well at the time. So he's just breaking down because he completely forgot that he just shot into combat as well. And <laughs> all, after, I was like-, you're
3: like, dejected, <laughs> like, oh, my God, what have I done? I just ruined this game. Like, like cursing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then fortunately, because he was playing bloody, he's like, wait, no, I can do this. And he spent, you know, spent the CP and we talked about it, uh-huh. but it was a, a very strange interaction up until I, that point.
3: <laughs> I think what must have happened, I was, I must've been just so tired and sleep deprived. Like my subconscious was an autopilot trying to do the move, but then I forgot why I could do it in the first place by the time like that <laughs> conversation came up. Um, cause I was, mm-hmm. I was in a very bad mood cause I had spent, you know, I think five hours trying to get the, the AV system um, working and it still wasn't working properly. Um, and it was super late at night and I was just, you know, incredibly beat from travel and everything else. Um, and so, yeah, I was not thinking straight.
2: Yeah, no, it was, it was just very hilarious though. Cause right but you could have just thrown it normally. Uh, but instead you decided to charge a blooded bottle in
3: and then get him to die. With know, the I have initiative. <laughs> That's the thing. Like I, I could have just thrown the grenade. <laughs> And he's like, "No, I want a bloodhead to die too." He's like, <laughs> I, "I, I, it must have been because I knew about the whole thing of like daisy chaining the splash. Like I think my subconscious remembered the trick, but I forgot why."
1: That's totally fair, you know. Especially after a long day. That's another thing <clears throat> that everyone has to remember. That Orion once told me is that you always have to give your your opponents grace, and then they will give you grace in return, right? Because it is just a game of Warhammer. So, uh that is one of the things that he said that I will always take with me and I always try and tout to everyone cuz he's a very wise player. So even if your opponent messes up, sometimes that's okay. And even if they actually didn't mess up, that's also okay.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it comes down to this, right? I want to I want to win a game of kill team, you know, against my opponent and the way they they actually played. I don't want to win a game of kill team because there was a technicality or they forgot something or, you know, they, they just tripped, right? Like, like that to me isn't really a win, right? that That's just that's just tabulating points in BCP and your points happen to be greater than your opponent's points. Um, but that, that to me isn't really a win, right? A win is True. is actually besting your opponent, making better moves than they did and sometimes getting better luck. Um, and that's the kind of games I want to win and, and the games I like to lose, you know, too, because, you know, it sucks to lose because there was some sort of gotcha or thing you didn't know. And... You know, one thing I see, you know, uh, the higher up, higher up in, uh, top tables, uh, people are actually being more graceful with each other um, and, and actually allowing more takebacks than at, than at lower tables, which is, you know, just something interesting.
2: Yeah, especially you know, I mean, at, as long like, as, go ahead. as long as dice haven't been rolled, you know, and we're at a point where we can't go back. I'm really not too worried about it. You know, if you say something's like a final answer, like, all right, I'm moving this guy here. Here it go. And then I haven't done anything yet. And you're like, oh, but wait, maybe I need to change that it's reasonable like there's there's yep. no reason we can't let people take things back if it really hasn't impacted the game to the point where you can't go back
3: yeah, yeah there, there's no uh you 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 take your plasma shot and you whiff and then you're like you know on second thought i actually don't think i want to shoot the plasma like no 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 <laughs> no no, 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 no. <laughs> no you've, you've you've boarded the train at this point but uh but exactly you know you want to be playing the game your opponent is playing with you um, and that's you know that that to me is definitely really important and a, and a core part of sportsmanship. And you'll have a much better time playing kill team um, if you approach your opponent that way and then let them approach you the same way. You'll have a much better time, I promise.
2: Well, yeah, you're stuck at the table with them for like two hours. So I mean, <laughs> yep, yeah, you better you better be likable. Be- <laughs> yep, <laughs> absolutely.
0: So real quick, guys, what are your thoughts in terms of tier? where these two teams
2: will fall.
3: You want to go first, Ryan?
2: Oh, sure. Um, So, I mean, I think Felgor, very strong. Very strong team. And I think in the right hands, it will feel oppressive. But I think a lot of teams feel that way as well. Like, um, you know, Vekard at their, you know, prime play were the most oppressive thing feeling. Uh, so I would still put the Falgores in S, but I don't think everyone's going to be able to take them to S, um, much like Vet Guard, where you really have to know what you're doing, you have to have your ideas. Um, I mean, maybe A, if you really don't think S is... Some people have some weird stuff about S, but I would put it probably as one of the high skill teams, um, just because I think it has all the tools it needs to succeed if a good player plays it votan i'm not sure i would definitely put them up in a just because the amount of options they have can't be underestimated and they can do some really cool stuff i mean you just have a gun for everything so and and they can in theory just automatically work with grudge tokens so it's not even like the guns are questionable so that's that's where i'd put them
3: yeah I, I'm mm-hmm. more or less on the on the same uh, on the same page as Orion. I definitely I definitely think that fel Gore is you know among if not the most powerful faction in the game right now, um but not by a mile, right this is this is more by an inch. um and I, I think they're around the same power, if not slightly weaker maybe, than release Gellerpox um back with the glitchlings having the full range aura, back with getting all the CP from the leader um, and back uh, with the five up feeling no pain on the mutants. Um, I, I think I think Felgor are at about that same level of this, you know, potentially oppressive melee threat in the right hands with good resource allocation, um, you know, at least a tier, um, top of a tier minimum, and you know, all, in all likelihood, S tier. Um, they're going to have some wildly variable matchups um, depending on who they're going into. But so do Gellerpox, right? That, that's very very similar. Um, on the Votan, I think I'm a little less hot on them. I, you know, I love the utility that they have. Um, I think their lack of any meaningful melee is going to keep them from, in my mind, being A tier. Um, So I think they'll be bouncing on B tier um, and be sitting solidly and comfortably um, in the middle of the pack with the vast majority of teams in the game. And they're going to podium every once in a while with a really good pilot.
1: Uh, I would have to say for myself, I would say that uh, I think... Votan would probably be an A. I actually like them quite a lot. I think they have a lot of really fun play. And I have not seen any shooty horde team be bad. So I think that they have a lot of really cool tricks up their sleeves. And I think they could be a solid A team. I think that they w- might be difficult to get there, like you guys said. And I think, I think Felgor is, is A. I don't know if they're S tier. I don't know if they're top of the list because I, I see a few like possible glaring issues. Especially with not everyone, everyone might not be able to take them to that point. I think that maybe like the peak performance, they could definitely be S tier, but solid A. And I think that they're going to be a team that's difficult to pilot as well. So,
3: yeah, for sure. I, I don't yeah. think many players will be able to take them to that S tier category, um, just yeah. as me- most players can't take Vet Guard and Pathfinders there. Yes, um, I would absolutely. still solidly maintain that Pathfinders and Vet Guard um, are the two strongest teams in the game, um, you know, or, or at least, you know, bouncing around an S tier. Um, but it, it, it mm-hmm. you know, there's a rare pilot nowadays that can bring them there.
1: Yeah, I would, I would definitely, would I would definitely agree that those two teams are probably the top of the tables still to this
2: day. Yeah, I mean the the thing with Vecard for me, especially like Pathfinders, can be questionable because of Into the Dark really changed them, and they've taken a lot of nerfs. So like you could you can argue about Pathfinders, um, but Vecard have not taken a single hit. <laughs> Besides the generic grenade nerf to hit everybody,
4: mm-hmm.
2: like, they've never lost their power, um, and I know you can ask Poland, and uh, that is their team. You know, like mm-hmm. their meta is pretty much dominated by Vetguard with like a ninety percent win rate. Wow! So it's, it's it's I think that team's still up there for sure, and you know, looking they're at everything else, to, definitely
3: I a still. very good team. I I do think there is some counter play that. You know, can take a while to develop with the team too. Um, and you know, like like many teams in Kill Team, once you get the right counterplay approach, um, there's ways you can be mitigated. Yeah, you da- just got to figure it
1: all out. You got to play it. Void dancers in the vet garden into the dark. It's not a fun time. No,
3: <laughs> does, does not sound like it.
1: <laughs> it's not a fun time. <laughs> I'm still scarred from that. <clears throat> I'm gonna make every single melt a gun save. Oh. <laughs> That's nice. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> f- f- fucking bastards. You damn Xenos. Just die.
3: <laughs> oh you oh you flew over the mine and now you stab my demo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Thanks. <laughs> cool.
3: <laughs> no, um, I I think
1: uh I think even even Harlequins are are up there. I think they're probably A-tiers, but I think I think that they're also a very hard team to, to get right, you know, and there's only so many really top players, right? So those players pick their specific teams, perhaps because of what they like, and they're going to guide whatever team that they like to those upper echelons, right? So sometimes when you guys see tier lists from YouTubers, you don't necessarily want to believe everything you see.
3: Oh, for sure. You know, like, especially on the Void answer point, you know, Matt H has been maining, maining those clowns and just dominating and doing super well, but there's just no no chatter about them because so few really top players actually run them, um, and when when they do, they achieve amazing results. Um, but there's so many teams of the game now that you know even top you know players and people who chasing the meta or just chasing their passions have all spread out now to a bunch of different areas. Um, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's just so so much variety out there, and I will maintain even with these two new teams that the kill team meta is healthier than it's ever been.
1: Yeah. So we've pretty much gone over this, but I want to give one final conclusion upon if you guys think the goats have broken the game as the internet seems to think it has Uh, from two top players and TOS. What is your guys' final conclusions about them breaking the game? uh, Supposedly.
3: You can go first, Chris. Uh, Yeah. Saying the team breaks the game is, is gross hyperbole. Um, They are definitely strong. Uh, There are some really interesting counterplay. And I think there's some specific nuanced rules interactions that could use a cleanup. I wouldn't think that would affect anyone's ability to run the in the interim. I'm um, just got to be, you know, pretty considered about which tack ops you take against them. Um, yeah, and things like eliminate guards still basically work just as they did before. So, uh, you know, don't don't oversell what this team is and is not doing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think the goats have broken the game necessarily um i again they're really good and it will change the way you play some players will not just be able to adapt to that concept and play you know differently just because they're playing against a different team and yeah it's going to be hard for people to those people much like harlequins when harlequins just decimated everybody because they didn't change their play style that does break the game uh so you do have to look at the average uh Players who are playing the game, you know, maybe a lot less, or maybe like once a week, something like that. So it could be considered there. From the top level play, I haven't seen a lot of top level players really going crazy about it, demanding changes. And if I, I generally trust those players, so if they're not saying too many things or voicing concerns, I think they'll be okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, I I kind of look at it like a, a rock paper scissors, right? So like you know, cops. So the goat wave has come. The goat wave is here, right? Then we have the cops that come in and beat the goat wave. And then we have the intercessors that come in and beat the cops. And then we have the pathfinders that come in and beat the intercessors. And then you have the goat wave come back and beat <laughs> Beat, beat the it's Pathfinders. The <laughs> Did you add two rocks at one point? <laughs> I think it's pretty healthy for the game. I'm, I'm excited, more excited than ever to play this game, you know?
2: I mean, that's spoken like a true, like, Kill Team 18 player. Because um, that's what happened in the old edition. Metas, oh. there were teams that were too strong, and then people figured out the counter. And everybody played the counter, and all of a sudden the counter was great. And then the new counter for the counter came out. And we win this cycle where nothing was, it wasn't necessarily bad. It was just the meta was always shifting because we were countering the next counter.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and so far, Kill Team has been in this field where every team's, a lot of teams are kind of the same, and you didn't really need to counter them specifically. True. You didn't need to list Taylor towards them specifically. Now you probably will see that.
1: Speaking of list tailoring, Inquisition—the Spanish Inquisition—has come. That's what I heard all day long at the Ren Fair, and that brings us right back to the Inquisitor team that can tailor the best out of any other team coming out. So excited!
3: Mm-hmm. You are excited. Oh yeah, the, uh, no, no team will have access to uh, to as much cool stuff as the Inquisition will. Um, they, you know, the Inquisition without the ancillary assets—they're what they're going to have like ten specialists in there, right? That—that's that, its own bespoke team already.
1: Yeah. It's going to be so exciting. They have I'm I'm very excited to run a Castigator. Uh that's what his name is. What is the uh what is the I can't that just brain farted. What what does he do? The
0: candle and pistol guy?
1: Yeah, the the candle pistol dude. He's the 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 the, the right-hand man, the guy that's training to become an inquisitor. Um, uh, and, and he's the he's the, the leader
3: little, of the team, right? The con- confess No, con- not Confessor yeah. condemner? Uh I don't it's, remember.
1: There's a guy from um I don't remember either. Yeah. The Raveners basic basically in the Ravener series, that was one of the main characters was a guy trying to become um uh, an Inquisitor. I'm excited to be able to play one of those. I was disappointed that we didn't get to get the Inquis- the Inquisitor, but this is just as good. You get break break the game. This team's gonna break the game, my guys. No, it's not. But I'm excited.
3: Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, part of me was, you know, is, is hoping for some sort of like Puritan versus Radical thing, and then we'll see what we get. Oh my lord, that
1: would be so cool.
3: It <laughs> would. I didn't see a demon host anywhere though, which is a little little bit of a bummer. But but I guess the the yeah. Chaos Cult team will scratch that S- itch.
1: Speaking of that, we're gonna get an Eisenhorn team in the annual. Do you know how cool that would be? Oh you, man, I, I was just about so to excited. That. You weren't supposed to bring that up, Dakota. <laughs> we're gonna get Eisenhorn. We'll get now you're gonna fired. Yeah, we're gonna get. We're gonna get all the crazy. You know, it's gonna be good. I'm excited.
3: Not just a, It's an Urgle team. Ten Urgles just running <laughs> around.
1: <laughs> oh man, I thought you said like Steve no.
0: Urkel for a second. <laughs> now that's a team. <laughs> That is a team. Because he has a bunch of different
1: costumes in that show, man. He does. He, he's, he's the future of Kill Team, Steve
3: Urkel. No doubt. Yeah.
2: That's what the annual is. It's just Full all of Steve, Steve Urkel.
3: Urkel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it.
2: You know, what's,
1: you know what's funny is a lot of people that are probably listening don't even know who Steve Urkel is. They're going to go up and they're going to you know, search it on Google and they're going to be like, who is this Steve Urkel? And then they're going to see a picture of him and they're like, I don't get it. But we, Chad, do. And we
3: that's what <laughs> is. It's Steve <Urkel laughs> the future
1: of Kill Team.
3: Yes. <laughs> many many consider the future of Kill <laughs> Team, according to Dakota Lester.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the TO of the TO of LVO. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be good.
3: It's gonna be good. He
0: he makes it law so. Oh, well, looks like we're getting to the that, that time, guys. Life, the Get, cops,
1: the law, right? Oh, yep. sorry. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> that was it, G. You can end the episode. Go oh. for it. <laughs> 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 I'm just rambling. I, uh, I have. Do you guys have, any, from the you guys have anything you want to
0: plug? In my kilt, in my glasses. <laughs> oh, drink some water. <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, uh, I'll plug the Bay Area Open oh. coming up Memorial Day weekend in beautiful San Francisco. Um, if you want to join uh, myself, uh, Sheldon Steer, uh, Kill Team Stream, um, and a bunch of uh, some of the most wonderful folks you'll ever meet in Northern California, come join us, uh, Bats, uh, putting on the Bay Area Open. It's going to be a fantastic time, uh, two days of sweaty, wonderful, charming Kill Team action, a mix of outside into the dark, and uh, more fun than you'll ever have again.
1: Hmm. How about you, or Ryan? Uh, Hard to follow up.
2: I will plug Dakota Luster. Ooh, that guy, I'll tell you yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. He makes great <laughs> terrain. You know, he's a smart feller, not a fart smeller. I'll tell you what. Uh, check <laughs> out his <laughs> Tuesdays. Uh, Whoa! Check out his podcast. It's pretty cool. Appreciate you, brother. I'm gonna I'm
1: gonna shout out Orion's brother because I love his shirts. Leviath Apparel. It's awesome.
2: They are fantastic shirts. Uh, they are made um, ethically. They're not outsourced from you know like other countries or sweatshops. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're made of high quality materials. You're gonna get what you pay for. Um, he does commissions, um, so yeah, take a look at it. See what you want.
1: Yeah. I have commissioned one from him myself, so I'm I'm quite excited. How About you, G. A- uh, well, you know, you can find us. We're
0: on the Squad Games Discord. You can always join us there. Have a discussion there. You can find us on YouTube now as well. at Squad Games. We're on there now. So and we also put our YouTube, uh, sorry, our podcast episodes on there. So you can catch that there. And you can find me on Instagram at wargaming underscore studios. That's where I do painting stuff. And uh, yeah, that's where you can you find know, me. There's
1: one last thing. One very last, last thing. Giacomo, what have you been working on all day? You've been working on something very, very special to us.
0: I have, I've been editing a video for the last, I don't know, six hours and you can catch that video coming up on Tuesday or at least the same day as this releases, as you're listening to it. That's exciting.
2: It's going to be on YouTube, fellas
3: and ladies. Shout shout out to future me listening to this. Uh, I I can't wait to watch it today.
2: Yeah. And where can I find this content? Oh, there you go. It's going to be a
3: (laughs) squad
1: games on YouTube. Is it
3: Squad, squad games, games
2: Entertainment, or is
1: it Squad Games? We'll put the link in the, in the... I believe we're just Squad Games. We'll have the link. Yeah.
0: Yeah, links. And it's, the links will be on our Discord. Mm-hmm. You know where to find us. And right before we go, be sure to check out the next part of the narrative mission
1: right now. Chapter 1, Mission 2, Search and Retrieve.
4: You've discovered the landing site, but it appears the escape pod crash-landed. The status of the survivors if there were any, is unknown. There may be a picked recording of the events of the Emperor's bounding, or more information of the strange Xenos that infiltrated the ship. A detailed manifest of the secret cargo could also be among the wreckage. You must find this information before anyone else. Congratulations on completing Mission 1 from Chapter 1, Reconnoiter. You've scouted out the terrain of the Moon of Oxygen 4 and have located the crash site of the escape pods from the Emperor's Bounty. The escape pods have broken up upon impact and created three scrap piles for you to search in this mission. Please read through the mission rules so you know what the objectives are in this mission. In addition to the regular rules, remember if you score three or more victory points from Recon TAC Ops, you gain an additional requisition point. Also, if at any point in the battle, if a friendly operative finds or controls the relic, you gain one additional acquisition point. If you perform the Search for Relic mission, on all three scrap piles, you can add one piece of rare equipment to your stash. In addition, if at the end of the battle, if a friendly operative is carrying the relic and is in your drop zone, then in the next mission, you can reroll the Choose Attacker or Defender dice or one initiative dice in the next battle. Also remember, you can still use those bonus tac ops to gain extra exp- experience for your operatives. Please let us know how this mission went, what, if you were able to find the relic, or if you were able to eliminate your opposition. Again, you can find all of these mission rules at tabletophighlander.wordpress.com or posted in the Squad Games Discord. Tell us how you did. And look forward to seeing the next mission. This is Rob from Tabletop Highlander signing out.
0: And there you have it. Another new part of the mission for y'all to play around with. And thanks everybody for listening. I want to shout out our patrons. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. And I really appreciate them. Until next time, guys.